Good day, all you skip scat scallywags. No, I'm not doing that again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Yeah, you did. I was, did. was going, going to. to. <laughs> uh, all you generous scumbags out there, welcome to episode ten of uh, Rap Rewind on Eminem. And today we are going to be discussing music to be murdered by. Um, just music to be murdered by. It's not part one or part a or whatever like that yeah. um it was re- uh, released in january 17th 2020 um on shade record aftermath we all know this bill um and it was released was again with no prior announcement that's two albums back to back um the album was produced by eminem and dr dre along with other producers and it features special guest appearances from skylar gray young ma royce to five nine white gold ed sheeran the late juice world Black Thought, Q-Tip, Danon, Anderson Pack, Don Tolliver, King Crooked, and Joel Tweez. Uh, I was trying to see if there's this name. No, I don't. I don't see no Joe Budden on that bitch. All right. Um, no. I wonder why. I wonder why. Huh. <laughs> Strange. <laughs> no. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, the album's title, cover art, and concept are all inspired by Alfred Hitchcock and Jeff Alexander's. 1958 spoken word album Alfred Hitchcock presents me to be murdered by, which he obviously uses the samples of it in the album. We'll get to that in a second, but it threw me off so much. Like every now and then, it would throw me off when it was just playing. Like it take yeah. me out of the out of the album, but not in a bad way. More like, uh, I, like yeah, that's definitely Alfred Hitchcock's voice. But I was just like, okay, I, I got to pay attention again. Um. The album was supported by two singles, Darkness and Godzilla. Um, alongside the album's sup- uh, surprise release, Eminem also released the music video for Darkness, which revolves around the 2017 Las Vegas shooting from the point of view of the perpetrator, Stephen Paddock, alternating with Eminem's own uh, perspective. Uh, the album debuted at number one, selling 279,000 album equivalent units in its first week. Um, I don't even know how they measure stuff like that anymore with streaming and downloads and everything. Yeah, I don't know how that works anymore. Uh, um, album. But... Uh, I'm looking it up right now. It says album equivalent is one album sale is equal to 10 song downloads, which is equal to 1,500 song streams. That's according to the... 1,500 uh, streams, jeez. Yeah, so one album sale is equipped to basically if you download 10 songs download 10 songs it's one album and if you stream 1500 songs it's considered one album which is weird to me i mean i guess 1500 not i'm not one individual downloads 1500 but if 1500 people download 10 songs it's considered i don't know well i'm just thinking well 1500 streams i mean that makes sense because of how many people probably use spotify's fan base like the spotify base alone uh eminem's obviously one of the most popular people so he's got multi-millions i mean i guess but it's just weird to me how they track that metric of two hundred seventy-nine thousand equivalent units in this first like yeah because uh, i mean it came out in 2020 so obviously cds probably weren't popping off like that but vinyls made a major comeback so i mean dude, vinyl vinyl's big right now dude vinyl's great i love listening to vinyl Yep, me too. It sounds uh, so. It it just sounds like the way it's supposed. To, yeah, like it, the way it's, it's supposed it to be. You know what I mean? It is because I mean it's just 
it's literally just wax and it's just the uh, rotation of it is literally when the song is like etched in there is the sound wave not just a random circle right exactly um subsequently Eminem became the first artist to have 10 consecutive number one albums in the US and one of six artists have released at least 10 US number one albums wait hold on he's the first to have 10 consecutive number one albums and one of six artists to have released at least 10 okay okay never mind that threw me off for a second uh, music critics praised Eminem's lyrical ability and the improved production after Kamikaze. While criticism directed towards the album's formulaic, f- formulatic, f- formulatic, formulaic, yeah. formulaic song structure, lack of innovation, shock value. Like, they're so they're mad that he wasn't doing too much shock in this one. Man, they just want too much. Like, they they, they want him to progress but then when he progresses and gives you stuff like kamikaze and music to be murdered by uh and then you know what we'll talk about in a couple of weeks you know music to be murdered uh, by the b-sides or even um revival or something they're like oh we want the old shady back like but do you really like what do you want do you I want, know they do don't you, even know what they want do you want him to progress or do you want him to stay where he was are you mad because he's not mumble rapping or when he does mumble rap you're like oh he's just biting off everybody else like come on like you you cannot have your cake and eat it too but like, they want it not, and that's it, the, it, yeah, yeah go ahead i'm sorry say, it doesn't work that way it doesn't, and, and I think what it is, it's 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 they remember Eminem from okay, Slim Shady LP, Marshall Mathers LP, Eminem Show, Encore, like that's the Eminem that they know and love, right? Okay, but then when he reverts back to it, oh man, that's an old style of rapping. No one raps like that no more. It's like okay then when he progresses like what you just said it's like man why can't you go back to being the old Eminem and then he goes back to being the old Eminem you're like whoa you can't say that and blah 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 blah. you're gonna end up getting cancelled it's like shut the fuck up you know what I mean it's it's stupid when I first uh, was listening to it I I even messaged you guys in the group chat like hey I definitely like this album so much more than I have the last couple that we went over like it to me it's just it's just on a whole nother level of just like I said, what well, it was after I said this is the, my favorite one since Revival. Um, mm-hmm. No recovery, you sorry. You, recovery. you liked it. Uh, if if I remember correctly, you said you liked it even better than Recovery. Yeah, it was definitely better than Recovery. Well, here's the thing: I went back and I listened to it this week. I have forgotten how good of an album this really was. Like oh, I really it definitely legit forgot how good of an album it was. Remember two weeks ago when I said I had Kamikaze in my number three spot. I may have to retract that statement. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's what Chip well, said too. <laughs> Chip <yeah>. said that. <laughs> um, and and see, uh, and like we'll get into it in a couple of weeks. But I thought uh, "Music to Be Murdered by the B Sides" was even better than um, just "Music yeah. to Be Murdered by." Uh, B side oh, has what sixteen more songs or twenty more songs? Yeah, I can't it, remember what it was. Uh, sixteen more songs. Out. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's no overlap or, or anything. It's not like it's not like the B sides are uh remixes or 
instrumentals or anything like they're all new no, tracks yeah they're all 16 new tracks it's literally a whole different it's a whole b-side of an album pretty much which i it's pretty cool that he did that and he stayed with the same theme he yeah. was able to do that um still like if you're able to make i mean he probably already had all 36 songs it was just like let me pick oh, these 20 and then he's like you know what i know i like these songs let me make a whole different deluxe edition but make it a, a b-side album which is pretty cool right yeah. Absolutely, but um, <coughs> excuse me. Go on, and I, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I mean, I guess we'll talk about it more. But you know, they're saying that he's working on uh, another album, and like I, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Like, yeah, give me, give me more. So, um, I'm not even want to go through all the make sure stuff we really we talked about a lot of this stuff already to begin with yeah i'm going to skip ahead to um no every album of eminem has a controversy so i'm just going to skip ahead to that um and this is pertaining to the lyrics of unaccommodating which is technically the first full song because there's a intro but it has sort of a song element to it i don't even it, know what it, had, it has it has a, it has a verse to it yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, Unaccommodating, which is the second track on the album um, featuring Young M.A., uh, it has Eminem making a reference to the 2017 Manchester Arena bombing. Um, it drew significant criticism with many critics finding the lyrics objectionable. Uh, the mayor of Manchester denounced the song's lyrics, describing it as unnecessarily hurtful and deeply disrespectful. And the lyrics also drew widespread criticism from victims, relatives, and others involved in the attack. Uh, Rosalind or Roslyn? I can't even see what the Rosen O'Connor. Yeah. Of uh, the Independent gave the album a negative review and criticized the album by saying Eminem belittles the trauma of a then 26-year-old Ariana Grande for kicks on unaccommodating, but compares himself to the Manchester Arena bomber. The sour taste of this track lingers well beyond the album centerpiece. Uh, Darkness, was, Darkness, which is intended as a searing critique of America's toxic gun culture, instead his use of gunfire and explosive samples feel grossly exploitative. So, they want the shock value, but they don't like the shock value. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they want it, he gives it to them, they complain. They want it, he doesn't give it to them, they complain. Country full but- of Karens. And Kyle's. And Kyle's. Yeah. Um, and Brad's so, and Jessica's and everything else. <laughs> uh, so, um, also, Young M.A. is a collaborator. Other collaborators for the album include Black Dot um, from The Roots, Q-Tip, mm-hmm. obviously, Legend, uh, Juice World, um, be- right before it's passing, um, Ed Sheeran, which is, the- is this the second song he did with Ed Sheeran? Third. Third? No, no, second. Yeah, you're right. Second. It's second. Uh, well, it, it's he did second, the river. Well, it's the it, second on an Eminem the, album. In Eminem albums, they did a song together on, on Ed Sheeran. An yeah. Ed Sheeran album. Yeah. yeah so yeah, you're right. So third. The, so the third one. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, obviously, and uh, Young Ma, Skylar Gray, Don Tolliver, who is well, Skylar Gray is like what? How many songs have they done together at this point? Um, a lot. <laughs> a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Don Tolliver. A rapper, but I can't remember. No, he's just a solo rapper. He's not a group rapper. No, um, no. Anderson Park, which me and Chip both really yeah. vibe with. Yeah. Don yeah. Tolliver's a he's a trap rapper out of Houston. 
Yeah, that's where he's from. Uh, and then King Crooked and Joel D's from Slaughterhouse, Slaughterhouse. Uh, and obviously also uh, Royce to Five Nine. Um, and on the track Godzilla, uh, Eminem recorded a third verse that broke the record for the fastest verse on a charted track, rapping 10.65 syllables per second. Eminem surpassed his own record held by his feature verse on Nicki Minaj's 2018 song Majesty, where he rapped 10.3 syllables per second, and in his 2013 single Rap God, where he rapped 9.6 syllables per second. Just showing that he can do it no matter what. Yeah, I wonder how many syllables he. I wonder how many syllables he rapped per second on Tech Nine Speedum. Oh, because he went off on that too. Yeah. Uh but um yeah. Anyway. So moving on. Um yeah, we'll, let's go ahead and just get into the uh actual album. Um the yes. first one on the first track um uh, is called Premonition. Um it's the intro. Um uh, and it literally starts with the sound of somebody getting stabbed and crying. Yeah. So yeah. um <clears throat> the opening track of of Eminem's eleventh album, we call it the tenth album because we skipped uh, Infinite, but it, it technically is the eleventh studio album. Uh, starts off by uh, him commenting on the reception of his previous album, um, where it was widely considered as a weak album with too many pop features and weak lyrics. In his 2018 album Kamikaze, M responded to the criticism he received and started a fiery attack at the mumble rap scene that he continues on this track setting the precedent for music to be murdered by furthermore m uses this track to comment on his career in its entirety from his years of being undisputed and universally loved until receiving more criticism for his later projects a topic that he now has returned to on several albums yes uh, I mean, I, I thought this was uh, I, I thought this was a really good way to to start the album. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I liked it. it. It was weird to start out with, and then I was like, oh, okay, this is how we're starting. Uh, at first, I thought it was going to be like a Slim Shady thing, but then when it actually right. goes into it, I was like, oh, okay. And then I listened to it, and I was like, yo, this is, this is a good way to get started. <laughs> Well, yeah, it I mean, does. Well, well, it does say Slim Shady on the cover, letting you know Slim Shady is still lurking. You know what I mean? And with an uh, album called "Music yeah. to Be Murdered By," it kind of goes hand in hand with the alter ego of Slim Shady. Yeah, I mean, it just the way he started off. He was like, "They they said on my last album I sounded bitter. No, I sound like a spitter who ninety percent of these hypocrites are trying to get rid of." Mm-hmm. But why should I? why would I get a chip on my shoulder? I was considered one of the, I was considered one time as the illest bitch. I'm still fly as your zipper. Like, okay. I like wor <laughs> right? word plate. I get it. Um, and then, you know, skip down a little bit. And he, he says, you know, I, I should go say that shit to tech nine or to Jigga. Nobody said that shit about two chains. As long as he's been here, shit. No wonder you're mad. Now I'm looking at them plaques. Count them. Yeah, I'm LL Cool J, bigger and deafer. That's how come <clears throat> I sell like four mil when I put out a bad album. Revival flopped. 
came back and I scared the crap out of him. But Rolling Stones stars, I get two and a half out of five and I laugh out loud. Like, <laughs> right? You know, like literally saying like, y'all say the shit I'm putting out is bad, but I'm selling, you know, four million albums every time I put out one. Uh, you know, and then he goes, he goes on and, uh, you know, he says, uh, I was the G, uh, I was the G, the OAT. Once I was played in rotation at every radio station, they said, I'm lyrically amazing, but I have nothing to say. And then when I put out revival and I had something to say, they said they hated the awake me. I lose the rage. I'm too tame. I get it back. They say I'm too angry. Like. And, and that's sorry uh, you guys remember what I was saying when we was reviewing Revival like he was actually saying shit that meant something and they were like nah man that shit's whack like yeah. give us we don't want to hear that from you we want to hear Slim Shady we don't want to hear you know a political another political album okay wait time out pause you don't want to hear a political album but correct me if I'm wrong wasn't about 40% of the Eminem show political? Roughly? Uh, they made, they talked to... They I, mean, made, I mean, they, made fake, they said that was a bad... Well, a worse album than normal because his political aspect was too strong in that one. Yeah. So the, so the strength of his political lyricism was worse than it was on the Eminem show. Because the Eminem uh, show, I mean, he attacked... I mean, when you have a song, when you have songs called "White America," uh, "Square Dance," where he's like vehemently attacking the current, you know, political uh, climate in the country, like you know, I mean, you didn't say Trump shit about that. Was, yeah, they just talk I mean, about him. They try to they try to cancel him back then too for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Uh, but I mean, then they try he goes to cancel on him every album. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> right. True. That is every true too. Album, yeah, they're canceling Eminem. Uh, but so then he goes on and he says, you know, I wasn't dissing tech. That was not a shot at two chains or to Jay-Z. They probably feel the same way because lately, instead of being credited for longevity and being able to keep up with this long at this level, we get told we'll never be what we were. Bitch, if I was half as good as I was, I'm still twice as good as you'll ever be. Mm-hmm. Only, only way you're ahead of me is alphabetically. Because if you diss me, I'm coming after you like the letter V. Bars. Killing everything. Play this tune. It's your eulogy. It's your funeral. Prepare to die. This is music to be murdered by. So one thing that I not like that he said about it, how they hated, they quote unquote hated the woke Eminem. Mm-hmm. Yet the quote unquote woke people are trying to cancel Eminem. Yep. <laughs> so he's woke, but too woke for woke people like yeah like it, it man it doesn't make sense people just want to find a reason to complain and this dude just talks whatever he he just says whatever he feels like saying tries to bring perspective to a different like viewpoint from some people and they just like no he he's too woke and on one side woke people are like oh he's saying the f word he can't slur people like that mm-hmm. like shut up right. just let the yep. man talk um, so thank so, God I look at the world through an apolitical stance because I really don't give a shit about either side. But at the same time, you can't like you can't be like 
oh, you know, he ain't supposed to be saying, just like what you said, Roger, he ain't supposed to be saying that, you know, but oh, it's, it's stupid. It, it bugs the shit out of me how hypocritical each side is when it comes to their stances on things. They're yeah. literally just the same people with two stupid perspectives. Right. Yep. It's Pepsi and Coke. Same shit, different can. Nah, sir. Pepsi <laughs> better. Yeah. Pepsi's Say that one more time. Pepsi's Pepsi better. better than Coke. Well, see, the thing is, that one of the things that I found out in one of my chemistry classes was really weird to me, but I didn't think about it. Coke was made to be drunk cold. That's why it doesn't taste like good at room temperature or anything else. But Pepsi is meant to be drunk at least room temperature, so it can be good no matter what. Yep. I mean, we all know Dr. Pepper's king anyway, but let's go. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you a so hater. How- what? You said I like Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's definitely better than Coke. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying that it's same shit, different can. I'm just saying yeah. both of them. It's basically liquid sugar. So whatever. Or liquid cocaine. I apologize. <laughs> I, I, I got out of that one's red and one's blue, you know, right. <laughs> that's the way the, the Democratic and the, the Republican parties are one's red and one's blue. But anyway, that was the way it was supposed to come across. But just like <laughs> this past week, someone took my words and switched them up or, <laughs> or misunderstood the dialect. I apologize. Jesus. <laughs> Can't say anything on this podcast without getting shit on. <laughs> He's still upset about you trying to make him say Baker was the worst quarterback. I, I And I never said that. I, I, I never said you did. <laughs> I didn't Let's say move you on. Did. I was asking if that's what you were <laughs> But you said it in such a connotation, like you think I would. You know what? We, we ain't going to get the show right now. Let's be on with it. All right. Don't make me look so, bad or something. How, how did you guys feel about that opening track? I liked it. Like I said, I loved uh, it. when it first started, I was like, oh, it's you know going to be some shady. I was like, ah. But then he started going. I was like, okay, this is really good. And that's a good way to open the album. Yeah. One yeah. of my favorite, like what you just read, one of my favorite parts is like, when he when he said, um, and we're able to keep up in this long game, is they get told that we never be what we were, bitch. If I was half as good as I was, I'm still twice as good as you'll ever be. The only way you'll be ahead of me is alphabetically, because if you diss me, I'm coming after you like the letter V. I was like, bro, like I literally paused it and was like, I don't need to listen to the rest of it. It's the best shit I ever heard, <laughs> you know. But I did listen to the rest of it. The rest of it was great. Um, I, like, I hope you did. <laughs> no, I did. Trust me, I did. No, I, I paused it for like five seconds and was like, "Wow, bars." All right, go back to it. You know, but anyway, uh, yeah. But yeah, let's move. Let's let's move All on right. to the next one. Yeah. So moving on to the next track, it's uh, "Unaccommodating" featuring Young Ma. So unaccommodating, uh, Eminem enlists Young Ma to discuss their unaccommodating manner, especially towards the media and critics. Both rappers' intense approach is similar to that of Kamikaze, with Eminem name-dropping various modern-day artists while also bragging of his own superiority by claiming or by comparing himself to the Avengers villain Thanos and radical political leaders. This is the first time that I've actually listened to Young M.A., me like, too. I've heard, like I've heard a lot about her. Her? Okay. Yes. Um, I don't know what pronouns people are using these days. I didn't want to make a mistake. Her. She's uh, okay, okay with her. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, that's the first time I've heard her, and I was like, "Yo, she, she's spitting good shit here." You know, that's what and, I've always heard that she's a really good rapper, but she doesn't get mainstream attention because she disrespects, well, quote unquote, disrespects the media, which means she doesn't put up with yeah. bullshit. But also at the same time, like, okay, I'll put it to you this way: she reminds me, and please don't crucify me for making this comparison, but she reminds me a lot of Debrat. Does that yeah, make I sense? Mean, I mean, she is, uh, yeah. she is lesbian, so yeah. No, I mean, I ain't talking about her sexual preferences. I'm just saying, I ain't, I'm just, I'm talking about the no, way I'm she, saying, the way she raps is that she has that, that aggressive, like sort of dude style, but still feminine style, like the brat. Right. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like she yeah. reminds me a lot of the brat when she rap because I think, I think, and I think another reason this just might be my personal opinion. I think the other reason why she doesn't get as much love is let's be honest. She's not Nikki. She's not uh Meg the stallion. She ain't, Cardi B or whatever, so she's not. So basically, she's not selling sex. She's not. She's not fake. She's not selling sex to everybody. Yep. You know, she's not putting on a front for people. You know, oh, she's, she's just, a hood girl. She, she dresses yeah, in like, long black tees and some and some Jordans. <laughs> right. Got her hair and braids and everything. Like yeah, like she, nah, she, nah, she, not But no, nah, I fuck with her, dude. I think she. I think she's. I think she's awesome. No, she's got a good lyrical flow, especially on this one. She has a yeah. really good lyrical flow. Um, yeah, she doesn't, the, she, she doesn't rap to where I can't understand her, but I'm also trying to catch up and like process what she's saying. And then I'm like, oh shit, she's that, that was a bar. Oh shit, I gotta catch up again. After yeah. listening to this song, I didn't mean to cut you off, but after listening to this song, my immediately thought was like, I want to listen to more Young Ma. I want to hear more from her. You know what my, I mean? my boy, uh, my cousin Joey PC has always been talking about how good she is for the last few years, but she doesn't get that attention. She's definitely well, the best. Well, she actually she might be the best female artist out right now. I'm, I'm, gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Dig, I'm gonna have to de- uh, delve deep into her catalog. It's then. Between her and probably Snow. Snow the product. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, Snow's good. So, uh, but on her verse, there was there was this one kind of snippet that that got me where she's like uh i just want some face but this is no facial do right and kill everybody drake mode bitch i'm trying to eat out take your plate mode disrespect that life and i'm in gang mode you can leave this earth bitch i'm in rake mode i'm in cake mode i'm in brave mode what up marshall i'm a martian i'm in wayne mode yeah (laughs) she's so so, like that that setup that little setup right there her scheme is so good dude i dude i I lost it when she said it i'm i'm a martian i'm in wayne mode i was like yo martian bitch i'm a motherfucking martian like that's the first thing that ran through my head when she said that shit i was like yeah Uh, and i remember hearing shout uh, out to wayne (laughs) i remember hearing uh an interview uh it was on uh crook's corner with with king crooked he has a a a youtube podcast that he does and he had did an interview with m on there and m said that the you can leave this earth bitch i'm in rake mode like he had to listen to that bar five times because it went over his head uh before he you know got what she was actually saying like leave this earth rake mode you rake yeah, the leaves. leaves yep yeah uh and to me that's what good wordplay is that's that's what makes a, a good bar 
you know, when you're not storytelling. Oh, for sure. Like, like I said, her her setup in this and her verse in general. Like I said, I had to catch up because I was like, oh, I was like, listen, I was like, oh, that's a bar. Oh, I gotta catch back up. Gotta catch back up. Like she she put in a lot and the little bit she gave. But another thing she says, and she says it to close out the verse. She goes, "Same pack, same fiend, selling the same clothes. P- uh, Pinocchio and my pistol, they got the same nose. Me and my ninjas gotta eat. We share the same stoves. Case closed, bodies in my lane, bitch, lane closed." But when I she love said, that. I love that. Which eat, Pinocchio and my pi- is like Pinocchio and my pistol got the same nose. I was like, "Holy shit!" Got that long nose, bro. Uh, yeah. Are we sure she wasn't a battle rapper? Because that sounds like some shit you'd hear on like URL or some shit. I bet somebody took that from her. <laughs> I bet you know what? I bet you somebody did. But I, I love where she said did. we got to eat. We share the same stove. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. Uh, if I'm then, eating, the cr- whole crew eating. Yeah. That's and and the, that's I mean that's how we the three of us look at each other like like if I'm eating y'all are eating period right uh but then like to start off m's verse like he goes game over thanos on you hoes i'm on my petty shit but i don't paint toes get the plunger because marshall and ma go plumb crazy call us liquid plumber because even drano drano like bro yes Dude, the wordplay in this song itself is just incredible. Yeah, uh, you know, and then further, further down the track, uh, he he goes. Uh, but when they ask me, is the war finished with MGK? Of course it is. I cleansed him of his mortal sins. I'm God, and the Lord forgives. Even the devil worships. I'm moving on, but you know your sculpturals are gone when you're born with Lucifer's horns. Yeah. Like, Pretty yeah. much him, pretty much him acknowledging I whooped MGK's ass. That's why he's singing pop punk now. Uh, he's doing something. We're trying to. He was trying to. He's doing something. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm not a big system of a down fan, but he butchered aerials. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I, I didn't listen. So I was like, I don't listen to MGK. Count yeah. your blessings. Uh, but then the 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 bar that they're ta- they Roger referenced earlier where um you know he got the hold on before we get there can we talk about the the bar leading up to it go ahead where he says uh showed them all the blueprints and formula but it seems like the more they study my music the more they remind me of eyeballs i watch my pupils get cornier (laughs) yes bro yes so i mean like but then he goes into the into the next part which is the controversial but yeah, where he says, uh, but I'm contemplating yelling bombs away on the game like I'm outside an Ariana Grande concert waiting. And then explosion sound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His, the chorus is so weird, though. Yeah, it doesn't. It says they call me Saddam Hussein, Ayatollah Komiani. Where's Osama been? I've been, I've been Laden lately. Look at how I'm behaving. They want me gone away. <clears throat> they want to jamba name me fuck you i'm unaccommodating like i i get what he was trying to say but it was also kind of weird at the same time yeah it's like i think that's where he was like 
I, it, it was a reach. That the course is a reach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you know, third verse, he says, "Man, I don't see why they hate me. I'm a clown like John Wayne Gacy. They call me Kanye crazy, ape shit Beyonce, Jay Z, and I'm back with Andre Baby and the doctors operating." But he never put no scrubs on from Snoop K Dot to Shady. Shady like a shadow on your silhouette intellect. I better check to see why you feel upset. Cause I met your bitch on the internet. Now I'm getting head like a pillow a pet. Pillow pet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. Then he's like, that bimbo can put her lips all the way around this bone and then blow like a dusty cartridge from an old Nintendo. Like, man. Yeah, he he definitely definitely destroyed. Uh, then further down, he's like, uh, they want to call me Kamikaze. It's plain suicide. Yeah, but I know magic. And here goes my last trick. I'm about to say abracadabra and pull a bee rabbit up out my hat. I'm about to replace, or I'm about to relapse and bet you that <clears throat> you won't know how to react. But a look of disgust, <laughs> I don't doubt it to be that as as I begin to fucking devour the track and you backpedal that is a cowardly act like Saudi like a Saudi attack when the towers collapsed mm. like yeah just think of like he referenced kamikaze the eight mile relapse but the, but the way he stood up too like he didn't just said like like kamikaze playing suicide like yeah. everything was a a nod to what is what it pertains to exactly like man so underrated but you know he's he's lacking that 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 thing that makes him you know what he used to be mm-hmm. idiots mm. yep and dude but, we are we are just two tracks in two know, tracks like, in and <laughs> Hitting hard, We're, and we fanboying over this so hard over two tracks in, bro. This whole album was. Okay, let, let, let's keep going. Let's keep going. I mean, any final thoughts on that that track before we move on to the next one? Uh, um, go ahead. Two things. Yep. One, this song made me a big fan of Young Ma. I want to hear more from her. And two, the wordplay in this song from both him uh, and her were just it was it was mind blowing and. I gotta be honest, this is this song's definitely top three on, of my favorite songs on the record. And there's a lot of good songs on the record. This this one's up there, like top five, top maybe top five. Maybe I won't say top three, but definitely top five. All right, Raj. Um, I, I agree on telling on that first point where it really made me want to listen to Young MA. Mm-hmm. Um see what she's all about. Obviously, she's really lyrically uh, gifted, she knows how to use wordplay, um, which a lot of the female rappers nowadays don't know what that is, anyways. Um, and I mean, MM starting off this strong and just going straight at it with like a, cro- a controlled aggression and lyrical, like being a lyrical genius in general. Like I said, when I like message you guys, like I really like this one so much more than recent stuff. So I was like, so I can. uh but no uh that's all that's what out for that's my thoughts on the common unaccommodating all right 
uh so we're gonna move on to that from that to the next track uh you gonna learn featuring royce to five nine and white gold you gonna uh, learn today yeah so on <laughs> you gonna learn eminem teams up with royce to five nine and white gold to stress the importance of resilience and determination royce and M present themselves as products of, of survival despite the uh, calamitous trials and tribulations they've been confronted with while acknowledging the demons they've battled on their respective journeys to stardom uh and as much as i like royce i wouldn't say he's um a star uh i can say he's a star but he's not like a a cultural like uh, too known of the rap culture he's like he's a rap star right but yeah uh, with you like he's not really a star star but yeah like I, I i i guess i guess what i'm trying to say is he's not on the level of eminem uh oh no of course but eminem's like as a cultural icon though yeah but, there, but there's very few people who could be on the level of an eminem there's not many people in general because of like well that's what very few means not that many. i mean but i'm saying like, can, <laughs> we, can, can we na- can we name even a few that are on eminem's level uh drake maybe Snoop. Wait, wait, oh wait you talking current or are we talking about all time all time i mean it could be all time but like it, okay I'll, I'll give you ll cool j um i'll give you drake uh, andre Snoop, uh, andre you, you talking about 3k you talking about what are we talking lyrical ability or are we talking no we're talking about like superstardom oh super i thought we were talking i thought we were talking lyricism my fault mm. oh no, we're, we're talking, talking about star power star power yeah Ooh, like, that's why i said he's a cultural that's why i said he's a cultural icon and you said there's few that you could say that about yeah. if we're talking like just cultural icon popularity imp- snoop that's what i said uh, snoop Drake, Snoop, Drake. LL Cool J, um, that might be it. I mean, Biggie and Tupac, Biggie and Tupac, because of what they were at right. the time of hip hop, get into that. But, but I mean, I, they're I, both culturally known around the world. Oh yes, but I'm also going to ask this question, and I'll probably get flamed for it from all the fans as good as they were would they be cultural icons if they hadn't died so young well i think i think tupac at that point had reached that status because of him doing more than just rap at that point okay i can i i'll, I'll give you that uh and and because he, he had branched out already he, he'd already been doing movies and and stuff like that so yes but like and as much as i like biggie like i don't think he would have like he would have eventually hit that but i don't think that he if he hadn't have died so young like people would remember like him like that yeah yeah uh i got one I mean, that's that you not a shot okay dmx yes dmx that man sold out a concert in Africa. <laughs> the whole country slows down for that man. Yep. Uh, but uh, let's move on to the the uh, actual song now. Um, yeah. 
So uh, in in the first verse, Roy starts off with, uh, I'm a product of properly hopping up out of that poverty, profiting, uh, <clears throat> profiting all for copping and swapping that property out of a possible monopoly. Try not to adopt my father's old philosophies. Same time, I'm praying to God that everything works out as his, at his colonoscopy. I'm walking across the suicidal tightrope intentionally while the demons come out of me. Wifey's on the side of me, talking sense into me. Without she, I feel incomplete mentally. She's been sent to me right there since 9-6. Worst nightmare to side chicks. Some things are just meant to be. This is for me. Give my daughters a kiss for me. Y'all call this fame. I call it alcoholistic infamy targeting my kids and babies through population and gun control shit make me want to make a hundred more make a bigot racist uncomfortable like like he was spitting some bars there uh and and like you really have to go listen to it the way he spits it like i don't do it justice but you know I, I thought he, you know, I thought he was saying some stuff there. Oh, he was. He definitely uh, was. Yes. Um, I like the verse, but at the same time, I don't because of the structure of the verse, I guess. Right. He starts with alliteration and then goes to just like end rap schemes. And then he goes into like multiple like setups. So it's like it's. There- there was no consistency. Yeah, there was his... no consistency. And he was saying good things here and there. Like, he was the way he set it up. But I think it is just, it, it it goes every way. There's no, there's no actual, like, stru- like, there's no structure. And I'm just like, I was listening. I was like, okay, okay. All right. Now we're just rhyming at the end. Okay. Are you saying anything now? You're saying something in the middle. Okay. I'm paying attention again. And I was like, okay, so. You just went every way. You, you didn't get out of the structure. Like I think that's probably what is Royce to Five Nine's big issue is his setup, his rap, his actual like lyrical style delivery, maybe. Right. Because the dude's really good. We've known this. Like he's good, but he just never caught on, and I, it might be because of the way he just his rap structure is. Hey, it's a whole hell of a lot better than Silk the Shocker's rap structure. Then again, he don't really have a rap structure. Does I was he? Like, he ain't got no structure. <laughs> He just says words. Uh, right? Uh, but then on M's verse, he's like, never so dope for no gold rope. Wanted one thought. They were so dope. Was a have not because my pockets didn't have knots. I was so broke. On my last rock for my slingshot, better haul ass. Don't be no slow poke through the tall grass. Run your ass off. Oh no. Got your pants caught on the fence post. Getting chased by them jack boys. <clears throat> think it's about to fuzz like a lint roller they wait till it's late <clears throat> they will tiptoe through your living room window take your nintendo and then skate like man that, that like Your damn that nintendo was, jacked <laughs> yeah, that shit was hard right there uh then he go like further down in the verses he says you know i thought my name was b-side because they flipped over my tape and i won't hesitate to get them all bent out of shape oh shit bro hold up wait i just tripped over my cape 
Superman. And I'm not going to let up, treat the paper like I'm chopping a letter. Dre will tell you how I shred. So when you refer to the guy next door to the doc, you meant shredder. Now the cops want to get up, want to set up roadblocks on my head. I got several bounties from feds in every county. I'm with a gale at a checker's window, like Gail Gaddett, bumping fuck the police while I feed her rallies. This shit's like romper room. Why do I feel responsible for these kids, all of whom I'm a father to? I'm a god to you. Y'all better worship the water I walk on, or y'all gonna meet me at, or meet your Waterloo. Like Referencing the Battle of Waterloo. Yes. Man. Man. Which was Napoleon's last battle as uh, Emperor of the French. Bruh. Yep. And then the last uh, bars of the verse, he says... I'm too I'm too volatile and too grisly to bear. Yeah, shit is getting to where I can barely even sit in a chair. I bust my ass for the shit, and I swear it ain't even worth dissing someone so offbeat that they can't even figure out where their words should hit the kick and the snare. Mm. Yeah. Uh. So. It's- I mean, it's a really good song. Um, a lot of metaphors in there uh, in Eminem's verse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Royce's was more of a straightforward kind of like story. Eminem's got two things here and there. And uh, White Gold's chorus, when he does a chorus, it's pretty good. He's nice and mellow. So it's a good counteractive to yeah. both of the guys rapping. I think right. this was, I think this was maybe my first or second time here in White Gold. I think he did a, a track with uh, Royce and T.I. Uh, uh, I think this was the first time I ever heard him. When I first heard him, I was like, who the hell is this guy? I actually had a look at the uh, playlist when I, or the album and I was like, uh, actually listen to it. Like, I don't know who this person yeah, is at all. He's featured, yeah, he's featured on uh, the B-side on the song Zeus. Uh, that's where I first heard him. Well, yeah. Uh, but... I want to say he he did a song with with Royce and Ti. Yeah, uh, it, it was uh, it's called Black Savage. It's uh, Royce to Five Nine, Sai Ari the Kid, White Gold, Sai High the Prince, and Ti. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll send it to you guys. It's a really good song too. Okay. Uh, but I know we're talking Eminem right now. I, it just reminded me because those two had done that previously. Alright. Um, so what's your guys telling? What's your thoughts on this one? I liked it. Yeah, um, Eminem's verse um, I thought was very, very good, very creative. Metaphorically speaking and stuff like that. Um, you have to go back and listen to it a couple of times just to catch some of the references. Uh, some of them were a little bit more straightforward than others, I thought. Uh, I'm like you in a sense, Roger. I felt like Royce's, even though Royce was spitting some real shit, the structure of the verse was kind of off to me. I don't know if that's just where he felt like it fit the song or whatever. Um, I, I thought I thought it was a good song. I, mean, it, I wouldn't rank it like best on the record, but I think it was okay song. Yeah, it's okay song. I mean, I mean, if it's playing, I'll listen to it, but it's not like the one I'm going to seek out. It's, right. it's, it's it's background. Yeah, yeah, it's 
it, in a good way in a good way <laughs> yeah in a good way yeah sure it's it's not one of the songs like if i put the album on i'm not going to skip directly to that song but when it plays in rotation i'm not going to skip over it either nah. right uh so so moving on from that uh, we have um an interlude um called alfred and this is actually sampled from the opening title track of alfred hitchcock's compilation album music to be murdered by and for those of you who have been living under a rock for you know uh, a million years uh alfred alfred hitchcock is an english film director and generally considered one of the masters of film Uh, he's directed over 50 films including timeless masterpieces like psycho vertigo and the birds Uh, he's also a massive major fucking dick (laughs) no like he was a fucking like horrible fucking person to his actors like you met him i mean i didn't meet him (laughs) i'm just i was fixing to say you got inside you got inside information we don't know about (laughs) yeah well the one of the girls from that one of the actresses on the birds was actually terrified of bird but he told her they were all be, you know, puppets and fake and everything like that. And then and literally released real birds on her. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you believe the rumors nowadays, birds aren't real to begin with, right? They're all Russian, you know, spies somehow. Say what now? They're all Russian spies. <laughs> They're made by Russia. Oh, my God. Oh. Stupid, stupidest conspiracy theory I ever heard in my life. Really? That one? Not that the Earth is flat. I mean, there's several, but it's one of the <laughs> stupidest. Oh, have you heard? The, have you heard the one? Snow isn't real. Have you heard that one? Yeah. Well, we control weather. We have weather control machines. So. Yeah. 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 We control the weather. Yeah. Snow is just another way for them to control us. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So we're going to move on from the Alfred interlude to the song Those Nights uh, featuring, or it's Eminem featuring Ed Sheeran. Uh, and With a weird snippet of bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Uh, He's so yeah. weird. <laughs> I, yeah, like... I know. <laughs> I, I, anyway. Um so on those nights uh m again teams up with aaron sheeran the two artists have collaborated on ed sheeran's remember the name along with m's close friend and frequent collaborator 50 cent off of ed's number six collaborations project and m's high charting river off of m's revival so m takes the listeners back to the classic eminem era that started (coughs) with the slim shady lp revisiting the tropes and tropics that are tropes and topics that introduce the world to shady in this storytelling track m paints us a picture of a hormone-fueled and drug-induced tale of one eventful night uh you know and it uh it starts off with like the intro is bizarre and ed sheeran and they're like damn girl with your sexy ass haha let me holla at you DA got that dope. It's one of those kind of nights. Uh and then DA got that dope. Yep. Uh which is a reference to uh is the producer. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, David yeah, uh, yeah. David Doman, otherwise professionally known as DA, got that dope. DA Doman, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he uh, DA actually worked with him on three three times on music to be murdered by. He produced No Regrets, Godzilla, and this song. He also did. Well, you saw this album, never mind. Yeah, because he also did Nap for uh, B side. But never mind. Let's continue. Right. Well, I mean, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, you know, it, I mean, this is uh, this is a really good track. Uh, it, it's 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 also really weird. Like, it's good but weird. It's the, the it's the it's that one song that isn't bad but doesn't belong. Right. Uh it's it's the party song, it's the drug song, it's the it's the the song that you know it's like the fun, happy, go lucky. Hey, here's Slim Shady. He's kind of fucked up, ain't he? You know, kind of Yeah, and but they also try to make it kind of a poppy song too. Like right? Right. Uh, and it's I'm, just kind of weird. <laughs> I it, it, yeah. I don't know, um, you know, but uh, it, it starts off with uh, like M. He's like, uh, "Yes, this beat's taking me back to my D12 days when we hit the club to go on a hell raise. Probably end up bagging a cocktail waitress and taking her straight back to the Motel Eight. Yeah, Bizarre's trying to get a lap dance off of Xanax and da- Jack Dan. Ayo." strippers walk by I'm like god damn she's like that's harassment I'm like yeah and holy Toledo it's Miss Ohio that's the best ass I've seen in a while we should be dating she's from Cleveland but she's a Bengal this chick's a caddy like Cincinnati chick's a caddy yeah yeah uh is that a mini skirt if it's a maxi that's the shortest thing for a dress since an addy you know Cincinnati yeah like the wordplay is good but it's I don't know like the wordplay is good the song is good but it's also like uh, we've said from the get go like every album we talk about there's that one song that it's good but it doesn't fit and this is kind of that that song uh what do you guys think i feel the same like it is it's just that song that it doesn't belong it should have been just like a separate single yeah. this is basically come on everybody and the drug ballad in for for the new uh uh for for, for that for music and murder it's pretty much the equivalent of those songs on this album pretty much uh, kind of like how White Trash Party was on the Recovery album also kind of fits in with this where it's like it's it, instead of you know the raping murderer uh, Slim Shady it's the fun drug you know inducing Slim Shady you know uh, it's that guy um, not not saying I mean because we all know I mean Slim Shady is part of the alter ego of Eminem so he, you know but it's I feel like if you're gonna make a it's like you you don't want to bounce back and forth between Marshall here, Eminem here, Shady here, you know, but this album is in a way more of a Slim Shady album because it has Slim Shady on the front. Um, but 
I don't think so, though, because he doesn't really act like Slim Shady for the most part. I don't know. It's the beginning track where it literally is him burying, killing somebody and burying them pretty much. That's kind of like, that's a Slim Shady thing. You know, not 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 like oh not overboard like it was on relapse, but you could definitely tell still. You know what I mean? I, mean, I just feel like it was, like the beginning thing was just more like a metaphor of him killing it. Yeah, maybe that's how I took it. That's why I feel like it's a it's an Eminem album for sure. It's not a Marshall one, but I don't think it's. Well, see, I think see, I think Marshall sprinkled in this thing too. You know. I mean, he is frequently for a lot of it, but like when I think Slim Shady, I think the goofy hippity woo blah woo blah blah, you know, guy over the top. What song did just, he say hippity hoo blah? All right, I would say it's just him being over the top and just weird. Oh. Okay. But I mean, that's what I, that's what I feel like. I just feel like it's an Eminem album overall. Um, and not a slim shady one because it's not too goofy or just way out there. This song is a little, it's not too either far out there, but it is definitely a slim shady because it's just random. Like, why was this part of this at all? Right. <clears throat> all right, we'll move on to the next track then. Um, so the next track, Into Deep, uh, describes a series of events that led to an uncomfortable relationship. Eminem raps and sings to detail the toxic environment he and his partner were caught in that included extreme levels of jealousy over one another and the dangers of a, of experimenting love with two different women. Um, you know, so uh, like verse one, he's like, uh, this could never work is what we said at first, but whatever this is, it's working but we're in two different worlds and I'm not your husband and you ain't my girlfriend. All I know is that when I'm with you, I'm a different person and I ain't never met a chick as perfect girl. You're a 10. So here I am laying here with her again, thinking about you. She's asleep. You're texting me around two, crying face emoji. You say, this is me without you. We're sneaking out to meet at cheap hotel rooms or sex in the car. Then I'll text you tomorrow. Do I question it? Nah, no objection at all, because both of us are still involved. So if I'm peeling off and I'm thinking, all I'm thinking about is, and then the chorus goes, uh, I'm not happy here with her. Rather have you, rather have you too, because you're not happy there with him. Rather have him, we're just in too deep. Like, this is, uh, he had a couple of these songs on the last album uh where it's like relationship woes um and everything i mean another good song but also not one that i'm just gonna immediately go and uh like seek it out where you guys had on this one i thought it was okay i mean it's 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 one of those songs where i was like all right it's it's good but it wasn't like it how can i say this it was very simplistic it was very straightforward 
not a whole lot of crazy metaphors um you know there was i mean it, it told a story um but it told the story of you know like you know cheating but it's like we've heard this before you know what i mean and you know it, it i don't know like i thought it was a good song but i didn't like what you said i didn't vibe with it as much as i vibe with the rest of the record right roger what about you uh pretty much the same thing you said what i pretty much was going to say um yet again not really not too bad vibe with it here and there but uh i mean i just i don't know i just felt like there was something it needed something but i don't know what that something is right uh yeah (laughs) all right well from there we'll move on to the next track and uh this track is entitled Godzilla. Uh, so Eminem and late rapper Juice <laughs> World team up for the first time on Godzilla, where they compare themselves to monsters. In particular, they become Godzilla, a fictional sea monster that is known for its mass destruction and endless killing. While this track marks the first collaboration between the two artists, Juice previously listed M as one of his biggest influences and has frequently referenced his music, most notably on the the May 2018 track, Lean With Me. Uh, In October of 2018, Juice joined Tim Westwood TV, where he freestyled close to an hour over different Eminem beats. Um, Godzilla also serves as Juice World's first uh, posthumous release since his passing on December 8th, 2019, six days after his 21st birthday juice reportedly recorded the chorus for the track before his untimely death although he was unable to complete his actual verse for the song in time later in january of 2022 a picture surfaced on double xl that depicted juice world and his friends after he recorded the chorus genius broke down the song on january 7 2020 in an edition of their song story series March of 2020 interview with Genius producer DA got that dope broke down how the song came together the song would receive its uh, first certification on February 5th 2020 when it was certified gold by Music Canada making it the first official certification for the single the official music video dropped March 9th 2020 directed by Cole Bennett one of the biggest names in music video production and starred Dr. Dre, retired boxer Mike Tyson, Eminem, actress Anna Dahl, and actor George Todd McLaughlin, portraying a young Eminem. Uh, Juice World appears in the video as well using older stock footage. M launched the hashtag Godzilla challenge on March 25th, 2020, which encouraged fans to spit the fast third in creative ways, lip syncing or rapping or are on the Triller app in order to win a shout-out and signed lithograph. He announced the winner on March 18th, a uh, gentleman by the name of Jack Sherlock. The fan lip-synced M's verse while simultaneously showing his collabor- or his collection of Eminem Vital albums. In March 20 t- uh, 2022, it was confirmed by Chris Long, Juice's videographer, that Juice World had recorded two extra verses on the beat, and there is currently no confirmation if those will ever be released. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, it'd, it'd be kind of cool if they did uh, release those tr- verses. Oh, yeah, I'd definitely like to hear it. Me too. I was waiting for you to... I thought you were going to go into how you thought about the song and everything. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, the first verse starts off with uh, Eminem. He's like, I can swallow a bottle of alcohol and I feel like Godzilla. Better hit the deck like a car dealer. My whole squad's in here walking around the party across between a zombie apocalypse and Bobby the Brain Heenan which is probably the same reason I wrestle with mania. Man, I always love wrestling bars. Yes. I got to send you I got to send you guys that video of like all the like the big collection of rap. That's uh, like wrestling four, bars. that that 40 minute long video? Uh something like that. Yeah. Uh, but not battle rap, actual rap songs with it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh then he goes uh Shady's in this bitch. I'm posseed up. Consider it uh, consider it to cross me a costly mistake if you're sleeping on me the hoes better get insomnia ADHD a hydroxy cut past the Cavarcier. I'm AA with an AK melee finna set in like a play date better vacate retreat like a vacay mayday this beat go cray cray Ray J ha 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 laughing all the way to the bank I spray flames they cannot tame or placate uh, and then Man, Juice World's chorus, like, is is really good. Uh, I like, I I really dig the chorus, uh, and it kind of turned me on to Juice World. Uh, and I know he'd been out for a while and he'd already passed away, but like, he came out at a time that I was so against like mumble rap and everything. I was like. Man, I don't even want to give this dude a try. But then I heard him on this, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go listen to some of his other stuff. Um, and and I really like it. Uh, I'm a huge Juice World fan. Like, like he was one of the few that came out during this era that wasn't a mumble rapper. Right. And he was gone way too motherfucking soon. Oh, I mean, that's what happens when you do a lot of cough syrup when you ain't got no cold. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, his... Not even his most recent album, the album before that. Uh, shoot. I'm getting them all mixed up in my head. Uh, Death Race 4. No, it's not Death Race 1. Which one was it? I wanted to look it up real quick. Uh, he pretty much talks about his... I mean, he's very introspective anyways, and he talks a lot about his uh, drug addiction and his depression and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, Legends Never Die, that's the album I'm thinking about. But he okay. talks about... Uh, yeah, because his most recent one is cigarettes, right? Uh, it's no fighting demons. Mm. Is his recent album? Um, they released a deluxe edition a couple weeks ago. It has uh twenty three total songs. Uh, it's actually pretty good though. Um, but no, it was uh, yeah, legends never die was the first one after his death that came out. Um he's got a lot of songs on it that just he talks about his addiction problem and fighting and everything like how he wants to stop but he can't um cause the drugs keep keep him around and then unfortunately that's what came up his drug abuse eventually is what led to his death um 
had a seizure. Obviously, his body just might have been through withdrawals or whatever, but he died at an airport, right. actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because didn't he just got done touring or something like that, or he was on his way to touring? I think or he, I think he was about to start a tour because he hadn't released. He, he was, it was his tour leading up to the release of Legends Never Die. Right, and it was supposed to drop like the last day of the tour or the first yeah, day or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's one of the he's one of the three kings of sound uh, SoundCloud, and none of them are here. Nope, nope. all three of them dead. Yep. Juice World, Peep, and who else? Um, XX Extension, whatever that. How you say his name? XX Extension. Yeah. 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 Uh. No, I mean, I, I like the song overall. It's very clever. Um, yes. It does show Eminem's more lyrical. This is more of a, this is definitely a, an Eminem lyrical setup with a lot of little goofiness, but with punch lines within it. Um, and like you said, the, the chorus by Juice World is just perfectly done. I definitely would have loved to have heard a, a verse from him on this. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the third yeah, verse I, I, is what I I really hope that they do at some point release those two unreleased verses over this beat. Uh, I, I really want to hear what Juice was was gonna spit. Yeah, me too. And then the third, obviously, the third verse has got the part where he just obliterates the English dictionary with the rap uh, close toward the very end. <clears throat> Um, I can't even begin to attempt to rap that fast, but it's just like fill them with a villain and eliminate them. Other words, a minute made them. That's about it, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, he just he just goes goes off, you know. And if you don't literally have the lyrics in front of you as he's spitting, you probably wouldn't be able to catch, you know. Uh, well, we could because we know we we know our ears are just used to hearing fast rappers, you know, like Twista, Tech Nine, you know people like that um right but but yeah but i, I love yeah but I, I i love this song this is one of my favorites on the on the record it's yeah. definitely the the more commercial aspect song um I'm not saying it's a bad song obviously i like the song but it was definitely made to be a single um oh yeah and that aspect because obviously you have to have a single sell your album um even if you do surprise releases you gotta have something people don't want to listen to and can relate to but i mean it just shows eminem's geniusness in this one by making a good commercial song lyrically well structured and obviously um working with a a kid from this era that's not like the rest of the other ones in the era hadn't actually sang and can rap and obviously, obviously, who was a fan of Eminem to begin with? I mean, I know Juice World was probably super ecstatic to do this in general. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, real quick before we move on to the next song, when we were, we were talking about uh, how Juice uh, passed away, so um, it was uh, December eighth, twenty nineteen. He was aboard a private Gulfstream jet flying from Van Nuys Airport in L.A. to Midtown International Airport in Chicago. Law enforcement officers were waiting for the jet to arrive, having been notified by federal, federal agents while the flight was en route that they suspected that there were guns and drugs on the plane. Uh, law enforcement officials later revealed that they found 70 pounds of marijuana 
uh, on the aircraft and said several members of Higgins management team aboard the flight told them that Higgins had taken several unknown pills including allegedly swallowing multiple Percocet pills to hide them while police were on board the plane searching the luggage uh, he then began convulsing and seizing after which two doses of the emergency medication Narcan were administered as an opioid overdose was suspected uh, Higgins was then transported to a nearby Advocate Christ Medical Center in Oaklawn where he was pronounced DOA on Damn. January 22nd 2020 the Cook County Medical Examiner stated that Higgins died of a as a result of toxic levels of oxycodone and codeine present in his system mm. uh, so yeah crazy <coughs> very Excuse crazy uh, yeah. so from from Godzilla we move on to the next track Darkness now Darkness was the lead single from Eminem's surprise album music to be murdered by uh, and it was released with its music video alongside the album it became common for rappers to metaphorically compare the words they spit to weapons and their performances to be murders well, here, M both takes this convention to extremes and inverts it. While the beginning of the song might lead listeners to believe that they're simply hearing an account of an artist's pre-performance anxiety, a la Lose Yourself, it is eventually revealed that the narrator is Stephen Paddock, the murderer responsible for the deadliest mass shooting in U.S. history. As a result, a disturbing allegory is revealed that compares high-profile killings to an artist's performance. The song ends with a compilation of overlaid news clips from various shootings that have occurred in the United States in recent years, suggesting that M is attempting to bring further awareness to America's ongoing gun problems. He even has a quote on his website that states, When will this end? when enough people care um so uh this this was a song that I felt maybe was made for revival uh and then put out on this album even though I think the the shooting came after revival this is this is a very revival-esque track uh, um, you take that? Yes, because he's actually where on revival he he was saying stuff. It was very political and everything. And this song, uh, seems very political to me. Right. Um. The um. The revival album came out in. December of 2017 and the mass shooting that took place in Las Vegas happened in October of 2017 so, so two months uh, before the release of the album so he may have not had time to even I mean like I agree with you like it could probably would have fit better on revival but I, I don't know I mean that, I like the song Dude, it is so fucking heavy, dude. Like, 
it it it's it's the it's the it's the prototypical you think it's about one thing and then mid song it switches to something different and the subject matter was such a heavy subject matter um and at the time we were we, we were only three years removed away from it and yeah it, it's, it's it's heavy shit you know um because it's because in, in the very first verse he's like here i am alone again can't get out of this hole i'm in it's like the walls are closing in you can't help me no one can i feel like these curtains close and i go to open them but something pulls them closed again and then they have the uh, simon and garfunkel sound of silence um beginning uh where he goes hello darkness my old friend you know of course he tweaks it to make it fit the the beats of the song and it says feels like i'm loathing in las vegas haven't got the vague the the vaguest um why i'm so lost but i'd make you the small wager if i bet you i'll be in tomorrow's paper who would have who who would the odds favor I'm like okay wh- wh- what's he talking about here at this point okay i'm so much like my father you would think that i knew him I keep pacing this room, Valium, then chase it with booze. One little taste, it'll do. Maybe I'll take a snooze and tear up the stage in a few. Okay, we still think we're talking about... Okay, then he goes, Fuck the Colt 45, I'm gonna need something stronger. If I pop any caps, I better be off vodka. Round after round after round, I'm getting loaded. That's a lot of shots, huh? Double entendre. It's like... Okay, so immediately when you hear it for the first time, you think, oh, okay, wordplay, stronger, rounds, loaded, shots, vodka. Like, okay, he's, you know, double on time. Okay. Yeah, but it's not really, I was going to say, it's not really till the third verse. Right, right. You know kind of what he's talking about. Like the first two verses, it's, it's like, okay, he's, you know, getting ready to go out on stage or whatnot but in that third verse where he says people start to show up time to start the show up it's 10 5 p.m and the curtains start to go up and i'm already sweating but i'm mocked and loaded for rapid fire spitting all the concert for all the concert goers scopes for sniper vision surprise from out of nowhere as i slide the clip in from inside the hotel lean out the window going kaisi soze and i'm not sure what that Kaiser Soze's usual we, we've, talk, we, we've talked about this before, bro. No, I, I don't. Kaiser Soze was Kaiser Soze from the Usual Suspects. We did was, it on the. It was a plot twist episode. Yeah, it was oh, a plot yeah. twist of Kevin Bacon. That's right. No, I'm, no, wasn't Kevin Bacon? Not Kevin Bacon. Um, shit, Kevin Spacey. Sorry. There you go. Okay. Sorry, I forgot. Uh, I've been hitting the head one too many times, okay? <laughs> uh, so he says, uh, then it goes, finger on the trigger, but I'm a licensed owner with no prior convictions, so law says sky's the limit. So my supplies infinite, strapped like I'm a soldier. Got them hopping over walls and climbing fences. Some of them John Travolta staying alive by inches. Cops are knocking, oh fuck, thought I blocked the entrance. Guess showtime is over. No suicide note. Just a note for target distance. But if you like, <clears throat> but if you'd like to know the reason why I did this, 
you'll never find a motive truth is i have no idea i'm just as stumped as or i am just as stumped no sign of mental illness just trying to show you the reason why we're so fucked because by the time it's over won't make the slightest difference and then you hear a gun a single gunshot go off and then you hear a body fall and hit the floor Mm -hmm. Uh, and then so fucking heavy yeah it is and then the uh the outro is just news clips playing it's like yeah we do we do have some breaking news from the associated press just gonna bring uh uh just gonna bring that up because we are hearing we have told we have told you that the shooter is dead and we have just learned that police are saying that the las vegas shooter killed himself that in the bartender there at mandalay bay and i believe uh, we're going to hear more from her. Yeah, we just wanted to share with that with you. You can see behind me here. This is what he looks like. Now, we did just tell you that police said earlier, Metro was telling us that he killed himself inside the hotel room. And then the next one says, uh, good morning as we come to you in the air. We bring you the breaking news. A school shooting, another school shooting, 11 people dead reports of a number of fatalities at this time it is in santa fe texas this is just outside galveston uh there that no one saw coming a mass shooting uh southern california school a suspect has been uh we are following breaking news this morning another dead school shooting this one in santa fe texas that's just outside houston 26 killed 20 others wounded <clears throat> and then it goes on and it talks about more school shootings. Oh, very, yeah, man, the Ma- very Mandalay Bay Hotel, Santa Fe High School, uh, Sagusta High School, Sutherland Springs Church, uh, Dayton, Ohio, Odessa, Texas, Aurora, Illinois, <laughs> Gilroy, Colorado, uh, Annapolis, uh, Maryland. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, Raj, what's your, what's your thoughts here? Um, definitely a deep song or a heavy song. Um, not what I expected the first time. I think I listened to it two or three times before I really caught on what was going on. Uh, oh yeah. It, it took me a couple of listens to, before I caught on to what was going on. And, uh, and then, um, like just, <laughs> following along and actually picking up on the things here realizing it was actually the shooting it's or the shooting disaster um in vegas i just couldn't remember what year it like it actually happened like i totally looked it up but yeah just thinking about that i was like man this is definitely a really heavy song to do and then also this man finding out that this is like the the first single he did for the album it's kind of weird mm-hmm yeah, All 61 right. people died that day, man. 61 people, including the perpetrator and two victims who died in uh, 2019 and 2020. Eight, 867 people were injured. 411 were by gunfire. And the motive to this day is still unknown. Well, and, and nobody he, will ever know because he killed himself. He, and he left right. no note. Yeah. No note. Killed himself. He's just a sick man. And they recovered 24 different firearms in this uh, in this uh, hotel room. 
And yet again, it's one of those things like, how did he get away with it to begin with? Yep. How do you bring 24 firearms, 14 fucking AR-15s, 8 AR-10s, a bolt act, a a three oh eight caliber bolt action uh, rifle and a thirty eight cal pistol, thirty eight cal revolver. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Let's move on to the next. One. Let's move on yep. to the next one. Uh, oh, so and, 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 can I say one more thing before we move on? Yeah. Fuck this guy. Let's move on. Yeah, let's not give him any credit. Nobody needs to know who he is. Mm-hmm. Alright, so the next song on, or uh, the next track on the album is Leaving Heaven featuring Skylar Gray. So on uh, Leaving Heaven, Eminem reflects on his success and what turned him into the man he is today. Accompanied by a soulful chorus by Skylar Gray, M raps of his extreme resilience after being thrown in the deep end by the cards like dealt him over a triumphant beat with intense drums he also talks about his father who abandoned him when m was a toddler now m's father did pass away on june 26 2019 uh and i don't think i didn't I knew know that. that i don't yeah. i don't think i knew that until today uh so <sighs> um. <clears throat> so the, the the intro starts. It goes, uh, "Yeah, I knew this day was coming. Sometimes you got to come back down. It's all going to hell now, man. Stoop to someone's level." Uh, verse one. He go. He starts out. He says, uh, five dozen flies buzzing over my head. Call me the Grim Reaper. Sleep is my cousin. You're dead to me now." And I'm gonna be the best face you see, or I'm gonna be the last face you see for your dying cousin. For you die, cousin. Yep. Uh, my eye of tigers, and I'm a survivor, so I'm gonna rise up and what be triumphant because I'm looking at my legacy. Leg, I see a uh, bunch of dogs trying to dry hump like triumph, but triumph the puppet. <laughs> Mm, I remembered that dude. Y'all remember Triumph? The dog, yeah, yeah. They did. I try. I, I try to forget, but yeah. Well, he did us. What was it? Ask like that? Was yeah. That yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was a thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, then he goes. <laughs> he, he goes on. He says, "Pile the carnage up till it's so high it's touching the sky." Let them all line up and attack. Single file up in the stack. Call them toy soldiers because they just wind up on their backs. Mm. Mm. That's a bar right there. Yep. Uh, now the sky's nothing but black, but I'm not coming back. I'm, I done told you. I told the woke me to go to sleep, but still they keep on provoking me. They're hoping to see me completely broken emotionally. But how in the fuck am I supposed to be woke when these fuckers just keep poking me? Yeah. Mm. Yep. Uh, I mean, he had some bars in there, and uh, man, this this was actually a, a pretty good beat too. Uh, 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was. But um, I, I like this song overall. I really think it fits his continuous growth through all his albums. Yes. Um, and it's just one of those things where there's parts of it people can relate to because um, of hardships of life. And I like it because of that. Um, no, he's just, I mean, he's just being, this is Marshall just giving us more of his true self. Yeah, right. It was definitely a a Marshall song. It was one of those songs that was he was so true to who he was in this, and you, and then not just in the first verse, but also in the second and third as well. You know, very much. Um, he got this one. Uh, okay, I'm trying to find it. I seen it a second ago. Um, shit. Um, the uh, I think it was the end of the second. He was like. And as long as I'm breathing, I vow to outsmart him and beat him. My God, what a heart of a demon. Go at him and I'ma get even. Like I'm in the Garden of Eden. I'm about to go off the deep end. I'm evil. This evil is calling and I'm already seizing. You know, like, you know, referencing Garden of Eden, referencing, you know, this, you know, the state. Um, so because it says get at Adam Eve and so Adam and Eve you know Garden of Eden you know double play on the words there you know uh, the story of you know eating the forbidden fruit and the tree of knowledge of good and evil and all that um, and what were you going to say no I was letting you finish oh go ahead I'm good I'm done oh I, I was going to say I, I like in the, the, the beginning of the third verse he kind of gives a shout out to Macklemore He's like, okay, so while Macklemore was keeping his room nice and neat, I was getting my ass beat twice a week. Twice a week. <laughs> yeah, which was uh, a direct reference to the opening line of Macklemore's song, Same Love, in order to contrast the vastly different and less ideal upbringing that he experienced during his youth. And uh, <clears throat> uh, that line in the Macklemore verse, it says, when I was in third grade, I thought that I was gay because I could draw. My uncle was, and I kept my room straight. Right. So, uh, I, I do like that he he kind of threw in that Macklemore. Like, and it wasn't a diss either. No, it was just you know, it was a shout out. No, it wasn't a it wasn't it wasn't a diss shout out. If yeah. anything. So, uh, what what are you thinking, Raj? No, I, I mean, I like it overall. Like I said, um, Marshall giving us more of himself. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll move on to the next track, uh, and this is uh, yeah, yeah. So on yeah, yeah, Eminem lists fellow MCs Royce to Five Nine, Black Thought, and Q Tip for a posse cut over an upbeat boom bap instrumental produced by featured artist uh, Danon. Uh, after a near five minute runtime, the rappers pay homage to inspirational hip hop veterans and display their lyrical prowess. Interestingly, each of the featured artists are part of a different rap group. Royce the 5'9 was from Slaughterhouse, Q-Tip from 
a tribe called Quest, Black Thought from the Roots, and Denon uh, from D12, where he was also known as Mr. Porter and Con Artist. And also, um, they sampled vocals from Who I Got You All in Check, written and performed by Busta Rhymes. Right. Uh, man, I don't even know really where to start with this track. Uh, it's very. It's, it's very. Got, it's got that old school hip hop feel to it. Does that make sense? It, it does, but it also all all these different styles and genres. I mean, you got yeah. three people from Michigan, obviously, but uh, Black Dot uh, from Philadelphia, uh, Q Tip from New York. Uh, yeah, because there's only five on this one, but yeah, I mean, it just brings the different stylings, and a lot of these these guys are all lyrically strong anyway. So it's just it's just a good song to hear all the way through, just lyrically well done, and the beat is that good '90s beat, and obviously it samples the like you said the Buster Rhymes um, intro and sort of the beat to it too, but it's just yeah. heavy all the way through in a good way. Yeah, I mean, Royce kicks it off in the first verse. Black Thought comes in on the second. Eminem uh, fix, ends it on the third. I mean, the whole the whole thing was just, it felt like old school hip hop. And if you're a fan of the Roots, you know, you, you know Black Thought, you know, spits brilliantly um, structured, you know, bars and, you know. Yeah. Uh, so the ending of the third verse uh, with M is is insane. Uh, he gives a ton of shout outs, but right before he goes into the shout outs, he says, uh, "I'm a sight to see, but you, but you can see from the ring I'm wearing. Me in this game, we got married already. Had the prenup ready, fucked on her. Should have seen her belly. She barely was three months pregnant." bitch had it gave me a baby we named it machine gun kelly <laughs> like, he's still dissing that man he made that man switch genres and then still dissing him uh but mm-hmm. then he goes on he said now here's to ll big l and dell k solo Tretch, and g rap dj polo tony d odb modi run dmc ed the og and EPMD, DOC, Ice T, Evil D, King T, UTFO, and Schoolie D, PE and BDP, YZ and Chill Ali, Rakim and Eric B. They were like my therapy from BIG and Paris, three times dope, and some of y'all never seen, and PRT, NWA, and EZE, and DRE was like my GPS. Without him, I don't know where I'd be. Like, that's and again, like a huge and again, shout out. Yeah, and again, Chip just reading the lyrics don't do it justice. Like you got to go back and listen to his cadence when he flows. It's it's insane the way he does it. Yep. Yeah, I enjoyed this track. Like I, this was one of the ones I, I sat back and I was like, like I I literally this, I, I had fun listening to this particular track. You know, because it felt old school hip hop you know what I mean like that for me that's what I felt listening to it what about you Raj like I said I like it it got five different styles uh, from three different regions Um, 
I'm a huge fan of Black Thought. He's a lyrical genius, and he's so good with how he sets up his sentence structures. Anyways, yes, um, Q-Tip, legend beyond legend. I mean, one of the best in hip hop. Kids don't know who he is. Go listen to Tribe Called Quest because their shit is amazing. Yes, it um, is. And uh, you know, we we know Royce because he's already been on it, but we know who he is. You know, he it was smart for him to be the starter. Um, Eminem, obviously, we know, and then con artist what was dean and on or dean on or how did what did Denon, he call himself? Denon, Denon, Denon Por- yeah non porter um but you know it's just i mean uh, it's just overall just uh uh i mean just fun i guess like this this stuff the stuff we're missing in hip-hop nowadays it used to be prevalent back in the 90s like you know you get a bunch of guys together and just rap different styles different groups and everything yep you don't get that that yep. much nowadays uh-uh. No, because everybody everybody wants to do their own thing and not be, because like okay, you put three people on the track. Okay, well, who's gonna get the credit for the song? Or you know, like oh, who who this person spit the better verse? Or man, his verse was rat. Like why do you even collab with him? You know, and then it's like you get more negativity than positivity when it comes to certain things like that. It's like just fucking enjoy the music. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm trying to think. But there the are people time. who do that. I'm trying to think of the last time there was a, like a big collab song that was like this fun and good. Like the last one I could think of is uh, Kanye's "Mercy." I'm trying to think of anything after that, but I can't really I think of one. I don't. Uh, did that I, come I don't out think before? I don't think after I've ever heard forever. that song. Oh, it came out after for okay, okay. Because forever oh. came out for the uh, LeBron James. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, thing. yeah. Okay, I, I, okay. I remember that one. I don't remember the the other one you said. Mercy. Yeah, I can't. That's I, the I one we Mercy like is uh got two chains, Kanye, uh, Pusha T. Uh, is the one that's got that weird like biblical African verse at the very at the high pitched voice. Uh, I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of it off the top of my head. Uh. It's the one that starts, oh, oh, okay, Lamborghini, Mercy, yo, girl, she's so thirsty. It's all in black and white, the video is. It's got Big Sean also. Yeah, Big Sean, Push T, 2 chains. Man, that, that song came out nine years ago? Yeah. Good lord. Or the music video came out nine years ago. I think the video came out before the song, before the album. But, you know, it's, it's just not often that we get a lot of big collabs of different stylings. No. And it's fun again. No, because everybody's looking for someone that uh, when they collaborate with them, it's, it's like the same style. Yeah. Uh, and that's... I think that's why I like the, the the pairing of M and Dre when they do their like collaborative songs because they're they're both so good but they're they also both do two different styles. Yeah. Uh, and it meshes so well together. And they yeah. can play off of each other's style as well. Definitely, because I mean Eminem's high energy, Dr. Dre's that mellow cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean I think we talked about it uh on the very first edition of Rap Rewind. The song Guilty Conscience, it was the perfect blend of back and forth between the two. Speaking of M and Dre, uh, something I learned today, uh, the song Forgot About Dre, 
Eminem wrote that whole song, including Dre's verses. But do you know what mm-hmm. beat he wrote that song to? Uh-uh. Jay-Z's Jigga What? Wow. Roger, any thoughts? No. Okay. Move on. I don't know. I don't know what that I don't know what that song is. I don't know what you're talking about. You've never heard the song Forgot About Dre? Yes. Talking about yeah, the other he's one. Heard that. He's talking about the other one. Oh. <laughs> of course I've heard Forgot We've talked about it. <laughs> that's that's why I was confused when you said you didn't never heard that song. I was like, the fuck you have we talked about? He's talking about, right, he, he's talking about he never heard Jigga what? Jigga who? Mm. Uh, but anyway, so moving on. Uh, next up we have... Um, Kind of an interlude intro uh, called Stepdad the Intro. Oof. Now, it is the opening track to the second leg of this album. Uh, so he kind of split the album into two. And I, I, I kind of understand what he did there. Uh, it was very... Um, isn't it J. Cole who does that? Or is it... Um, where he has like different parts of the album like there's like you know what i'm talking about raj yeah i think a lot of artists do it uh j cole definitely did it with for your eyes and kld but uh i think a lot of artists because eminem's influence i guess because eminem did it a lot anyways but um Uh, i mean it's a good way to tell stories and a lot of the guys we listen to tell stories so probably everyone we've listened to have done that probably uh, so the track features an abusive stepdad harming his stepson and using explicit language with the stepson pleading for mercy throughout the duration of the track. The song serves as a prequel to the very next track, Stepdad. Um, and this just has uh, a, a short little thing where it says, get up. And he's like, dad, what? What I what I fucking tell you about turning off the lights? What? What? I, I didn't do it. Don't fucking lie to me. I told you fucking don't touch turn turn the fucking lights off stop i didn't do it don't you fucking lie you little fucker nah ah ah don't you fucking lie to me stop and he's he's you know verbally and physically abusing the stepson uh and then from there we go straight into the very next track which is is the the track stepdad uh and it says while over the course of of his last albums on such as headlights and bad husband eminem started to apologize to family members for his behavior and for making private matters known to the world through his music some family members are still feeling the wrath for instance on a rose off the revival album m makes it clear that he has not forgiven his father for abandoning him and his mother when he was a newborn uh and and the ver the the line from that song he says oh i almost forgot to do something thank my father too i actually learned a lot from you you taught me what not to do not to do mm-hmm. but didn't he say that on uh, was it not bad husband because mm. i feel like he said that line in a different song no he's uh, no the only thing i i remember it being in the song arose because the, because the bar said, right after this something similar to it uh, on Bad Husband as well, yeah. But because yeah, I remember that specifically being a part of this uh, the, the song arose because the bar after this was 
and thank my mama too. I wish it I could have one more long talk with you or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, continue. On this track, it is his stepdad that is under attack. In this song, Eminem reveals domestic violence against both M and his mother. Previously on the track, Insane, off the Relapse album, M accused his stepfather of sexually abusing him as a child. He has, however, stated since then that most of the song is fiction. Uh, so, you know, his stepdad didn't uh, sexually abuse him. Uh, <clears throat> but, you know, I mean, he, he gets right into it. Uh, on verse one, he says, one thing that sticks in my crawl when I was six and I saw my stepfather hitting my ma socked her right in the eyeball. I'm starting to think I'm psychotic with all the pictures I draw shit that I've already witnessed. It's probably twisted my thoughts. All I can hear is drama from mom and him. I can always hear him arguing down the hall. The walls are so thin. So the noise is starting to feel like the norm. Our dog pissed on the carpet. He stomped it so hard. Doctors had to put it down. He killed my chihuahua, this motherfucker. Uh, and then the chorus is very simple. It's just like, I I hate my, my stepdad. So tonight I'm saying bye-bye, stepdad. Uh, this is probably one of the shorter uh, tracks on the album. Uh, he, did, he didn't go into a, a lot of wordplay or anything. This is just like pure storytelling and everything uh you know the uh third verse is what uh where he kind of gets his revenge on his stepdad he said uh, so this year i'm going into the fifth and i'm tall i'm five foot six on my block i'm the toughest kid because i got way bigger fish to fry which is why i'm trying to get this bitch to fly off the handle and wait for the fist to fly to put this guy in a pine box he's always looking for chaos but tonight i'm cooking up a plan so this christmas i got some coloring books and some crayons i'm laying on the floor in the living room with some friends coloring he walks by kicks my arm and goes oops and just laughs i yelled for mom and as she's rushing to my defense i stood up and said fuck you punk and I took off and ran to my bedroom as I fled, knowing shit would hit the fan, slammed the door and hid behind it with an aluminum bat. He kicked it in. I swung it hard as I could at his head. His noodle went splat. He fell right to the floor of my bed. I'm a little scared, but my angers overtook the fear. I threw down the bat and just started whooping his ass, beat him with my bare hands. The big bad wolf ain't so bad. Ding dong, the pussy's dead. The bully finally gets his stomped him until he pissed enough to fill a two liter with then buried him next to my dog and if I go to juvie for this I'm gonna tell him I hate my stepdad so tonight I'm saying bye bye stepdad cause I hate my stepdad uh, well damn yeah <laughs> like where, where are you guys thoughts on this one I don't think it fits the album, but it's not bad. Um, right. I think this could have been done separately as just like a separate release in general. Um, it's a very powerful song. Um, he does talk about how, you know, what the blurb you read earlier does say that it's not all true. Um, there's not truth to all of it. There's some things that he made up for it, but I mean, it's another thing of that always having that 
step parent coming in and you don't know how the dynamics going to be and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's always, that's a relatable thing and it's a very strong message song, I guess, would be the right way to say it. Yeah, I mean, think of right. how many, think of how many abusive, you know, stepfathers are out there right now and how, like, maybe there's a kid who listens to this song, not with the intention of, man, like, yeah, I want to do that to my stepfather too, you know. Let's hope they don't. Um, let's hope they don't, but I'm just saying that's, it's like an outlet for them. This song was pretty would would be an outlet for them. You know yeah. what I mean? I'll just say um, I don't condone it. Yeah, I don't I condone understand. it either. I'm just saying. Yeah, we understand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, from, before it gets awkward, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say from there, if it hasn't already. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't get awkward at all. Uh, so from there, we move on to the the next track. It's called Marsh. Uh, so on Marsh, Eminem compares himself to aliens and uses the hyperbole of being a Martian to express that he's figuratively out of this world. M further backs up his claim by rapping three witty verses to prove his point. Although mentioning that he has no interest in beefing with any more artists, M does take the opportunity to imitate modern day rappers, especially Travis Scott by using auto-tuned ad-libs in the chorus, including Scott's signature, It's Lit ad-lib. Hmm. Um, See, I don't even know that cuddle to Travis Scott like that. Yeah, I don't either. Mm. Uh, So M starts the the song with a a short little intro. He says, uh, My name is Marsh, and this world, I'm out of it. Because with all this ABC shit, I'm starting to sound like Alf a bit. Like Alf. Do y'all remember that show, Alf? Yes, I yes. love Alf. Oh, yeah. he wanted to eat the cat. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Super shitty ending because the season, the series finale wasn't supposed to be a series finale. Right. Yeah. Uh, So, like, there, there's some wordplay for you. And he says, ha, I kill me. This medicine's counterfeit. I was misled by the sound of it. How am I? How am I get turned up on this volume shit? Uh, and then he mm-hmm. goes into the first verse where he says, checked in at the Royal Garden to chill and avoid my problems until paranoia calls me to feel like I'm going bonkers. For real, I think my toilet's talking. I spilled like 40 bottles of pills thinking your boy is starting. I feel like a, a spool carton of milk because it just occurred. My girl's cheating. I'm kicking that fucking bitch to the curb. But the words fucking ain't meant to be a descriptive word. The type of bitch she is, it's ain't no adjective. It's a verb. Ho thinks she, Ho think her snatch is magical, but that's how she attracts men, though. Traps them and attacks them similar to an actual arachnid on a vaginal tarantula or a vaginal tarantula or black widow. In fact, It'll be nothing to throw that little bitch with a capital B out the back window. Like, <laughs> he compared that girl's vagina to a, a tarantula and a black widow. Wow. She got that She got that killer pussy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts about the song? Overall, uh, so it, this is this is why he he did it in like uh 
two parts because as you can tell like uh the track before step bad and this track they kind of fit almost a similar theme uh but but clearly different from the the first half of the album I mean, I just think this one was just to him, like to, I guess, uh, him having this follow stepdad was to lighten up the mood, I guess, a little bit. Um, was my thought behind it. It is a little bit more playful. It's a little silly, but not. It's still an, it's an Eminem song for sure. Um, it's not too goofy, but he does use his, like his. He uses weird warding to set up good punchlines or anything yeah. um, and also Dude. having like the, the triple meaning of the word Marsh because obviously his name Marshall Marsh compared to Martian because he's out of the world and then Marsh as in uh, the wetland like uh, like it's just clever in that way uh, yeah uh, and then the chorus obviously preludes to all that um it's just, it's, I mean, I, I thought it was a pretty good one. I like this one a lot on the album. Um, I thought it was uh, witty and clever. I think witty would have been a better word for me instead of silly. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Because, I mean, it, how how who else could have found a way to use the word Marsh in a triple meaning sort of way? Uh, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> Talon, what you think? Same, same as you. I, I I thought it was a good song. It was entertaining to listen to. Um, uh, yeah. I, I mean, the third verse of, uh, is like, so y'all, so all of y'all can can just suck a penis. I'll do the opposite. Eat you pussies like cunnilingus. Why the fuck did my computer just jump? Hold on. Okay, there we are. <laughs> there ain't no stopping it. So they say I'm such a genius when that kamikaze hit. Now they call me Butterfingers because I just keep dropping shit. <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, I don't know. Listen, certain certain bars just stuck out to me. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, um, I mean, but they're they're all witty. They're all smart and clever in the build yeah, up to something. Yeah, I, I got a. I, I did get a Slim Shady vibe with this one. Not like full blown rapist, evil alter ego Slim Shady, but I definitely, um, I definitely think there was a uh, element of shady in this one. Oh yeah, I agree. I, I can see that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I mean, like the 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 chorus is a is an Eminem. I mean, a Slim Shady esque kind of chorus. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to find that lyric. Where he said, um, "Right now I live in igloo and I'm not chilling the fuck out." Treat you like a step parent does a stepchild with red hair, and plus I got dough like Ed Sheeran, so call me the gingerbread man. I'm a stand of red man, eggplant, and a, I'm a Trent Trench fan. Like all just like randomness. Then he says, "So why I? So why? Why, why else would I call myself an alien? How could I hit a dry spell? I'm named after the wetlands. Like yeah, silly, silly, but really clever. Like really well done. Like." I, I don't. I thought this song was really good, and I think it fits the scheme of the album for him showing some supremacy 
and his lyrical yes. genius. Absolutely. Um, but it is still goofy. So it, being on the second half compared to the first half probably made sense uh, in yeah. that way. Um, but no, overall, really liked the song. Thought it was really good. Yeah. All right. Uh, so from there, we move on to the next track. Uh, the It's called Never Love Again. So under the guise of a traditional breakup song, Eminem uses Never Love Again to cleverly describe his relationship with drug abuse, a topic he has returned to various times before, most notably on his albums Relapse and Recovery. However, the track can still be interpreted as a heartbreak song directed toward his divorced wife, Kim, or even a newer partner. Uh, The lyrics have an interesting structure. It starts off as an innocuous love song, but the drug metaphor gets stronger as the song goes on, until the sound effects after the outro confirm that the subject of the song was pills indeed. Yeah, again, another song where you think it's talking about one thing, and then somewhere in the middle it switches up on you. Uh, yeah, it. this one I had to listen to uh, definitely a few times over and over, over again, because, I mean, he doesn't really reference anyone, so it's kind of my thing where, like, usually, if it's, you know, obviously if it's about Kim, he says Kim, like, a million times over. Um right. But then when he finally gets down to like the third third verse, um, talking about the different drugs and everything, uh, it's weird because he he makes references to the relationship as a drug addiction. Or right, in the third verse, like he says, "You're my Xanax, and I'm you're my Xanax and my Valium. I'm an addict. You're a downer." Like it's just that's why I thought he was the first time I heard it I was like oh he's gonna be talking about Cam but he never said Cam's name the first time through so I was like okay right. there's gonna be something else here and then listen again I was like oh, I still think it's about Kim or something and then when I finally heard it again I was like alright it can't be cause he's not over the top with anything he's not referenced her at all um, it's gotta be it's about something else so I mean I was like his relationship was just drugs in general and it just I think at this point he was what what how many years was he sober at this point? Like eight, maybe? Well this album just came out what last year? Twenty twenty one? Not twenty twenty. Twenty twenty two years. Um when did he get sober? Uh, it was twenty no, it was be it might have been ten years by now at this point. Uh, let's see. Kamikaze came out twenty eighteen. Relapse came out twenty two thousand nine. So recovery, recovery was twenty ten. So yes, but it was ten years. Wow. Yeah, roughly ten years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, I mean ten years of sobriety. Really, you have a lot to say at that point. Um, definitely no. I, I mean that uh, it, it sounds like he had it was sounding like he was attempted to have a relapse I guess in the song the way he sort of plays through it and I guess that's just I don't know it, it was really good like in my thought uh, and just him being able to do the double double guys of oh it's a song about relationship or breakup but it's also a song of your hardship with drug addiction 
but he but he makes it to the point where like it's like you can relate but it's like you have to listen a couple of times to get the references you know what i mean oh yeah for sure yeah um so what do you think chip uh no i i I thought it was a pretty good song um It definitely took me a couple of times to listen to it to kind of pick up on the, uh, the double entendre there of it being about drugs and uh, kind of a, a love song as well. So, but I mean, I, I thought it was pretty good. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Um, I don't, it's weird because he's at that point where he's doing heavy song, light song, heavy song, light song kind of thing. Right. That the thing he does every now and then. Um, I don't know. It, it was just weird, but I, it it sort of still fits the album in my thoughts because of that. But definitely belongs on the second half. Right. Yeah. All right. So moving on from that to the next track, uh, the next track, Little Engine is a somewhat disturbing Eminem track where M raps about his violent habits and being psychologically unstable. Over an eerie beat, M mentions his evil intent and drug abuse. The track is one of three on the album that uses a sample from Alfred Hitchcock's 1958 album of the same name. Uh, So, uh, music to be murdered by as the introduction of this track comes from Hitchcock's I Don't Stand a Ghost of a Chance with You. Now, in a 2011 interview with Rolling Stone, Eminem revealed how this song's title was involved uh, in his childhood. And I quote, I just never really got into books. My great aunt Edna, she would read to me sometimes like the little engine that could. Um, I mean, and, and he comes out uh, pretty hard in, in the first verse so so the intro that they were talking about uh, before we get into that first verse uh, it's actually spoken word from Alfred Hitchcock and he says I trust that everyone is enjoying the music as the title of the album suggests this was meant to be or this was meant for your listening pleasure while you're being done in uh, basically saying like you listen to this while I kill you um, but the first verse you know m goes in and he's like you know call this evil intent like me in a limo like the shade in these windows smoke gray ladies go mental but no way they can see through oj blade is a pencil propane tank in my cranium codenamed titanium temple i almost swallowed my car my i call my mercedes a benzo bitch i ball like a baby ball like jay but not jay as in jay-z J as in Leno, because I got a huge Manson, no huge man chin. New new Manson, loose cannon, too scandalous, Sue Atkins, this kind of this kind of crazy, you can't fix. I'm still one or I'm still the one that your parents hate. I'm in your house eating carrot cake while I sit here and wait and I marinate. I'm irritated. You about to meet a scary fate and come home to find yourself staring straight into a fucking barrel like Sharon Tate. 
Ooh, one, two, three, four, five. That whole eight bar setup, you know, like if you didn't catch it at first when he says new Manson, Charles Manson, Sue Atkins, do the whole thing. And he would look it up and be like, shit, like, yeah, man. That whole scheme, that whole eight bar setup was just beautifully executed. Uh, I didn't really like the song overall. It, it was good, but it, I just didn't. I didn't vibe with it as well. Um, right. I just didn't, I felt like it definitely wasn't. This is definitely a slim shady, definitely a heavy slim shady ass song to me. So you weren't feeling it because of that reason? No, I just I just I just didn't really like it overall. It was like it was uh, and I was like uh, he's being slim shady. I was just like. Uh, it's okay. Like I said, it's it's okay, but it's just I wasn't vibing with it too much. Okay, I can get that. Yeah, I can get that. I, I mean, thought it was. I, mean, I thought it was okay. I thought it was. I mean, like I said, I don't think it was one of the best on the album. The beat was definitely a very sinister type beat. Yeah, I do. It wasn't like the, the best beat. beat on the record, but it was. It wasn't the best beat on the record, but it was. It was. Um, it was up there. Yeah. I, I do like I like the beat overall for sure. Yeah. Um I just feel like this should have been on on something else. Like it shouldn't have been on Relapse. This album. <laughs> I don't even want to say relapse because it's not not too over the top like relapse, but I mean I don't know, it maybe uh Marshall Mather L P two could have it could have been on that. I could see that. I could see L P two. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I mean, I still like the song overall. Just I don't think it fit the album overall. Is eh, it was okay. Uh, what about you, Chip? I I, I was gonna. Uh, it, it, I, I'm with Roger. It's it's okay. It's it's not. It, it's not terrible, but it's not great either. It's just kind of one of those meh songs. Like I'll listen to it if it's on, but I'm not gonna seek it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I do kind of like the bridge in between the the second and third verse, where he goes, uh, "Psycho killer, Michael Thriller, my flow apeshit, I gorilla, my flow, <laughs> my flow still a psycho killer, high ho silver, similes and idioms, giddy up, like just the 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 kind of wordplay there, like you know, we we go back in time and he he gets a Michael Jackson reference in there." Um, you gotta have at least one, right? Yep. Uh, but yeah, I mean, all in all, it it wasn't. I don't know. It. it I got it a question been... for you guys, real quick. It's sort yeah. of a sidebar, but who owns Eminem's masters now? Uh, I know. I know it was Michael Jackson, but I think they reverted back. Uh after he passed away I, I don't think that the michael jackson's estate owns them anymore that's what i'm wondering because i just like he always makes reference to michael jackson somehow <laughs> when he's yeah. doing something but then i was like i was like man does michael jackson's estate own the masters or does he have them or does the studio have them uh, I mean, I could probably look it up, but I just—I didn't know if you guys, one of you, knew off the top of your heads. Mm-mm. Uh, so 
according to an article from 2021, uh, this was from express.co.uk, it it says that Michael Jackson was no stranger to purchasing the rights to music throughout his career. In 85, he famously bought up the copyright to the Beatles' entire back catalog, outbidding Paul McCartney in the process. Uh, in 2007, he went through another bout of song purchases using the company Sony ATV. Uh, and then it goes on to say that Michael Jackson purchased the company that owned Eminem songs, Famous Music, three years after he was targeted by the rapper in 2004, song Just Lose It. During the song, Eminem included a lyric that says, Come here, little kitty, on my lap. Guess who's back with a brand new rap? And I don't mean rap as in the new case of child molestation. Uh, to make this reference even blunter, Eminem dissed or dressed up as Michael in the streets. Um, so, but does it... So, Michael Jackson paid $370 million for famous music. Uh, and it says, Michael continued to own the rapper's music until he died in 2009. Uh, and then it says, although Michael died in 2009, the music was not returned to Eminem for years later. Uh, but in 2016, as of 2016, Eminem now owns all of his music. Well, there you go. Okay. Yep. Alright, well, let's bounce uh, Let's bounce to the next one. Uh, so, next up, we're going to talk about the track, Lock It Up. So, on Lock... Or, lo- yeah, Lock It Up. Uh, on Lock It Up, Eminem teams up with Anderson Pop. Uh, the two have earlier collaborated on Medicine Man from Dre's Compton album. Uh, in addition, they have collaborated on Freak, which was featured briefly in Eminem's movie Bodied, which I have still yet to see that movie. Me too. Uh, no, I, still haven't, I still haven't watched it because, I mean, it's only really available to buy for $3 on anything streaming it. Right. Yeah, I, I, I do want to watch it, but I'll have to wait. Find it on something else. Uh, so I, I, I'll preface this with like I, I like Anderson Park, uh, and and I thought the pairing of him and M here was really good. Uh, the beat. Uh, again, I like the beat. Um. Uh, but uh, Anderson Pot comes in like pretty hard at first. He's like, "Say, bro, where'd you get them from? Detroit? Yeah, that machine gun spray boy, and it ain't, and it's gonna hit some new coop. Been whipping them. New boobs? Where you get them done? Payroll? Might put you on a table and spread you out or spread you out like some yayo." I'm naughty, yeah, no bitch You don't know shit You just want all my money, eh I was hopeless Now I'm focused 
Where the fuck is the party at? Now hold this. Oh shit. That's it. So sick. No shit. Damn, I'm getting too fucking old for this. Uh, <laughs> like, like, uh, Anderson Pock brought it in that first verse, I thought. Yeah, he did. Um, but, but, and the beat is very, like, slow. It's got, like, that, uh, like, I don't know if it's keyboard. I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is, but it's got that boom, 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 boom. Like, very, and also very sinister in, in a way, too. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I feel it is. I feel it's, I feel it's a bit more... The octaves on it is very... It, it gives you that creepy vibe, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can... I can understand what you say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but... It's in, in M's verse... He takes a, a shot at Joe Budden. Um, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he did. Yeah. Uh, but he, in the song, in the the verse, he's like trying to save a Kroger. Yeah, so why would I give a fuck about a backstabbing traitor Joe for? Mm. Like he said, how about that? I'm paid as Oprah. Think I might have broke the scale because the wait is over. But wait, wait, hold up. Because they say I'm almost, and then it goes into the chorus by Anderson Pop, where he's like, yeah. "I almost lost it. I had to reach back, back and lock it. Yeah, you almost got me. I had to reach back, back and lock it. Yeah, you almost stop it. You almost stop it. You almost stop it. But I got it. You almost stop it. You almost stop it. You almost stop it. But I got it. Oh." Uh, yeah, I like how he he got that diss in about Joe Budden, and it's ironic because earlier we were talking about how he in an interview he's like, I'm not even you know trying to beef with these these rappers anymore, but he's still going at Budden. <laughs> <laughs> That's you more. See, you I see think he's it's not more personal like though. And Joe Budden's not a rapper. Ah, uh, that's true. I, I get it now. Pump, 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 pump it up. Ooh, bars. <laughs> I mean, this is a hook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so okay, so, he, he he's a good he's a good hook writer. I'll say yeah, that. Like like Murphy Lee. Well, I mean, did he? But did he write that hook? Hey, That's hold up! Stage. What you got? Hold up! Hold up! What you got against Murphy Lee? That dude is nothing but a hook artist. He ain't his raps ain't good. Is that the is that why he wrote the he wrote that song uh, what the hook gonna be? I don't need no fucking hook on this beat. Probably. And what did he do after that? Nothing. <laughs> Listen, I'm not arguing this motherfucker the greatest rapper of all time. I'm just I'm just <laughs> I'm not, saying. I know you didn't say that. I'm just saying like that man ain't really a good rapper. He's a hook artist. Enough about uh oh Murph Lee what the hook gonna be. <laughs> uh let's go on to what's the next that's, one? That's your boy, you know it. 
What? I said that's your boy, and you know it. Uh, <laughs> it ain't Murphy Lee songs. <laughs> you a hater? He's not no, that good. I, I here's the thing. I really, I can't name a Murphy Lee song. Like I, I mean, remember, the... he did something with Nelly, but I couldn't even. It was part of the Dirty and T. Yeah, they did the Midwest Swing. <laughs> is it the is it the baseball one? No, that's a uh, batter up. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, the Midwest Swing was uh, what, when what, they did the Saint Lunatics Lee, album. Uh, what Murphy Lee on grills? Uh, no, that was Nelly, Paul Wall, uh, Mike Jones. No, 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 no. Hold on, let me look it up real quick so I don't fucking. All right, while you're looking that up, we'll move on to the next song. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, the the next the next track is Farewell. Uh, and throughout the duration of Farewell, Eminem releases some inner tension caused by either an ex-partner or addiction. Uh, in a similar fashion to Never Love Again, concluding that she slash it's the reason M is in hell. M discusses the breakup and makeup nature of their relationship and the mind games involved that drove M insane. Despite the mass amounts of hatred M has for his significant other, he hates nothing more than the fact that she still loves, or that he still loves her slash it. Uh, okay, don't don't mean to break up the monotony, but uh, the song "Grills" by Nelly featured Paul Wall, Ali, and Gip. Oh, okay. I don't even remember. There was more than just Nelly, Paul Wall, and one other. Person. I thought it was three people. No, it was four. The, the the second verse was or the, sorry the third verse was a back and forth between Ali and Gip. Uh, probably why I just started with one person. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's the information. So, anyway, farewell. Ooh, I just burped. Ooh, that hurt. Um, yeah. Um. So so the beat for farewell is. It, pretty hard beat uh and you know uh there's a, a short little intro there uh where um eminem says uh for what it's worth you were a slut at birth if the world had a dick you'd fuck the earth i tried to get over you it doesn't work you're still a cunt and i'm still a fucking jerk uh then he goes into the first verse and it says same as it ever was yeah so it'll change say it'll change but it never does ain't gonna ever cause cause you're the cause of my pain and the medicine never met someone who played a game with my head as much fate tethered us together like two felons must have fell in love with skeletons everyone's got them uh, thought they were Cinderella but felt like I slept with the uh, wicked stepmother but how the hell am I still in love with the motherfucking chick there's at least a million of they say love the one you with but the shit is killing me our love's on some other shit I'm glutton for punishment you're the gloves I'm the punching mitt I'm above and beyond us cuffing I'm shoving the girl I love inside of an oven if I catch you sucking another dick you better unsuck it you snuck in the crib and tried to jump under the covers again. Why am I tucking you in? Probably cause. And then it goes into the story, chorus of, 
I gotta tell myself another lie because that's what helps me to get by because I'm in hell. This is my goodbye. Farewell. Um, right. <clears throat> so what you what you guys think about this one? <clears throat> I thought it was okay. I thought it was very good. Uh, I like the beat to it. Um, he, like the second verse, I think was was a really good, uh, was what was the better verse of the three. Um, and uh, again, they were, like I thought, like I said, I thought it was a good song. What about you, Raj? It, it was a good song, enjoyable overall. Um, I, I don't the intro to me was a little goofy, but it was all right. And then um, his second verse is kind of goofy. Like, I don't, it took me a minute to understand what he was really trying to go for in this one, just because of it not really being, I'm not going to say, it was pretty, I thought it was going to be like a more of a double meaning kind of thing, but it was more just of him just saying things to say things. It wasn't really like a huge, like, riddle or cryptic kind of thing or anything like that at all it was just being it was a little goofy to me right some parts it were it was yeah oh yep yeah my shoulder popped awkwardly is this what it is called getting old yes yeah (laughs) welcome to the club motherfucker uh, <laughs> still not 30 oh you got a birthday coming up <laughs> still not 30 yet though. <laughs> um, but right. um, we can move yep. on to uh, no regerts not even no. a letter Regert. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that movie came out how long ago when there's people still making that reference well no regerts is the reference to uh, the Milky Way commercials that did that Hmm. I don't think I, I don't even remember. I don't remember those. Yeah, it was um, or it might have been a Snickers. It was Snickers, one of the two, but I think it was Snickers commercial. Yeah, and she was eating a Snickers when she was tattooing this guy, and he wanted no regrets put on, but she put no regrets while yeah. eating the Snickers. Oh, okay, yeah, I might remember that. Um, if if you show me, I could probably remember, but I can't. I remember the whole uh, the movie with uh, fucking... where the Millers, yeah. I, that's where I got the Millers, second yeah. part. Uh, that's where I got the not not even a letter, not even, not even a single letter, yeah. yeah. No but regrets, yeah. <laughs> no raggets. So, so on no regrets, Eminem teams up with rising star Don Tolliver on a smooth melodic track. On the track, Eminem revisits his troubled past and difficult come up while also coming to the realization that he wouldn't change anything if he could go back and do everything over again. When Don delivers the track's emotional chorus, which serves as an introspective look into their own origins and the way they impacted their love lives, M also addresses some of his more recent and prevalent beefs over the past few years, calling out rappers such as Nick Cannon, Machine Gun Kelly, and Tyler the Creator. Don addresses his That's sadness. one rapper. Yeah, there's only one rapper in that group. There's only one rapper in that group. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe at this time, Machine Gun Kelly was still a rapper. Was uh, he? In 2020? I thought he switched over to rock. Uh, When did that one album come out? Oh, I feel like he switched over in 2020. No, nah, I think it was 2021. 
Let me look them up on the Cause, Spotify. Because rap, because rap devil was twenty. It was rap devil twenty nineteen. Uh, twenty eighteen wasn't it? Because it was with Kamikaze. Yeah, it was Kamikaze. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because see. Kamikaze. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah tickets to my downfalls, twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so one rapper. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Because we all know Nick Cannon can't rap. For that, shit. that man is not no. <laughs> that man. That man. You can't. No. You can't. You can't diss Eminem at the same time. Like, hey, hey, I'm gonna make a diss track for Eminem, but I'm gonna get Hitman Holla, Charlie Clips, and Conceited all on this track, so they can do all the heavy lifting. I'll just sit in the back with my arms crossed, posing. Like, fuck you, Nick Cannon. <laughs> anyway. But anyway. I'm yeah. sure you know he ain't gonna rap, so. Now he ain't gonna rap shit. Uh, wow. That's how he has 14 kids, because he ain't gonna he, wrap it up. He he, he talks shit on Eminem, and then T.I. called his ass out on it. Uh, he was on T.I.'s podcast, and uh, he was like, oh, Eminem never came at us. He ain't never came at us. He, he never came at no real, you know, real game. And he's like, uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. Because you know how T.I., very eloquent when he speak, he like, uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. You got Benzito. You got Benzino. And he was like, okay, okay, Benzino a little bit gangster. I feel like that was calculated. It's like, yeah, Nick Cannon, Benzino is gangster compared to you. Then again, a fucking hamster is gangster compared to you. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, whatever. Nick Cannon ain't no gangster. He's a kid from San Diego. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, how gangster are you? Did you throw a fucking piece of meat at a tiger or something? <laughs> like, Did you swim with Shamu? Like, fuck out of here. <laughs> Uh, so Don addresses his sadness in uh, being alone. Don DeMarco? No. Don DeMarco. No, Don Tolliver. I'm going to stay on subject. We got, we got two more tracks to talk about. Uh, the song's production like is handled by uh, D.A. Doman, uh, whose hard-hitting instrumental highlights M's transition to a more modern trap style. This marks Doman's third production credit on Music to be Murdered by following those kind of nights and Godzilla um man I really really like this song uh it's it's very so it's it's very melodic but it's also a change in pace to M's rap style uh, where it's it's more of a a slowed down smoother style uh in my opinion uh, and then there, you know, there's the the line in the second verse where uh, he says, you know, misplacing my anger enough to get Earl and Tyler, the creator, the brunt, should have never made a response. Should have just aimed for the fake ones. Them traitor, right. them <laughs> traitors, punks, called snakes, are just cunts. They can get fucked with eight hundred motherfucking vibrators at once. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, he went in like that. Uh, but I don't remember him talking about uh, MGK in this song, unless I missed it, uh, or it's an. I, I may I that bar may have went over my head, but. Do y'all remember him talking about Nick Cannon or MGK in this song? Um, I feel like uh, there was a reference to MGK, but not Nick Cannon off the top of my head. 
I have to go back and look. Uh, yeah, the chorus is a reference to, well, his ideal reference of making MGK a star. You've been through the hardest spot. Ego the largest. I made you a star. Uh, I've been moving slowly trying to play it low. The vet looked like a storm. I think it's vet. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think I like that. Corvette. Yeah, but I think him making the reference of him, I made you a star. That's what I took of him taking a stab at a MGK. Okay. Uh, yeah. He's yeah, because he said it like when he did the interview with Sway, he's like, I want to destroy this motherfucker, but I also don't want to make him bigger. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think he kind of succeeded in doing that, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, um, but I can't really think of any. I don't think there's anything else that has a reference not to Nick Cannon or anything. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm scrolling through trying you, to find it. Not unless you you um, there's there's three bars here where he says, uh, "For some adversaries, I got I carry big guns, so some targets will get." Uh, here's the MGK. He said, for, for some adversaries, I carry big guns. Some targets will get the kill shot. Some, I just barely nicked them. Oh, there yep, go. there it, it is. is. Well, and the, the some targets will get the kill shot. That's the MGK. Okay, yeah. I, I completely, like, fucking, holy shit. I just got those <laughs> bars. Yeah, oh, yep, and I just barely nicked them. Yep, there, yeah, wow. <laughs> wow okay so yeah we definitely missed that one on a couple of listens through yeah and see that's oh, what makes Eminem so good man yeah stuff uh, like this is well like I'm like yeah he's really good but then he does some goofy stuff every now and then I'm like oh. yeah but no uh-huh. this one no this 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 you song think maybe it got you think maybe it got overlooked because immediately after he went straight into Earl and Tyler the Creator, yeah, and we kind of like well, I think it's it, because it he kind of throw away them, right? <laughs> but not the other right. two, which is still it's still so weird. Like, I guess he's try, I guess he has more respect, I guess, for Earl and Tyler the Creator than he does Nick Cannon and MGK. I mean, it's a subtle jab, you know. If you I mean, know it's there, you if you know it's there, it, 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 you feel it more, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but it's I don't know. It's weird, but uh, no, I, I like the song overall. It, it's him being lyrically good, being aggressive, controlled with his aggression, um, and not being all over the place or goofy, it's like too goofy, over the top or anything like that. Right. Uh, what about you, Talon? Now, I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, a very entertaining song to listen to. Uh, blown away. I, I, I'm like you guys. I completely missed the whole MGK and Nick Cannon back-to-back uh, sneaky diss, as yeah. I call it. Yeah, I completely missed that. I, that I enjoyed slide it. diss. I thought, yeah, slide, yeah. That smooth diss, yeah. But no, I really, did, I really did enjoy this song. Really did. All right, we can go on to uh, the next one, which is definitely yep. the last song, is, right? Yeah. Uh, so next up is the the track "I Will." So on "I Will," Eminem reunites his Slaughterhouse comrades, King Crooked, Royce to Five Nine, and Joel Ortiz for a posse cut over a classic boom bat beat. 
However, Slaughterhouse member Joe Budden is missing from the feature list for retirement reasons or possibly due to his issues with Eminem. Uh, garbage. Well, that's mm. that. There's that too. Uh, so on the five minute runtime, the rappers take an old school approach to hip hop, and the devil's wish dictates the rapper's mindset. Um, man, this is a really, really good uh, track. Uh, I, I'm gonna skip uh, over. Do what? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was. I figured you would love this song. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really do. Uh, I'm gonna skip over Royce's um, verse, verse, and I'm gonna go straight to King Crooked. I've really, really been digging King Crooked lately. Uh, when he first came out as like Crooked Eye, I wasn't really vibing with him, uh, but a lot lately, I, I've been really vibing with Crooked. Uh, but he goes, like, he starts off, he says. Uh, manslaughter goons under the moonlight John Wilkes that's who I'm in the booth like hey bruh I got I go ham for the dead presidents like it, it took me a minute to catch that bar but you know John Wilkes that's who I'm in the booth like and then he says hey bruh I go ham for dead presidents like, yep. hey, yeah. <laughs> when um, I first heard it, like it immediately hit me. I was like, because when he said John Wilkes, I was like, oh, he's gonna have to say Booth, and then there's gonna be a Re- Abraham Lincoln reference. But the way he breaks it up, I was like, and then he said that president's reference. I was like, oh damn, because that's also you know a reference to, uh, I think it's a reference to the movie that presidents too. Uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely can see that. I ain't gonna lie, I had to go back and listen to it about two or three times. Uh. The song itself to catch all the little subtle nuances. Yeah. But yeah. When I heard the John Wilkes, John Wilkes is from the booth with caught that. Hey, bruh, I go ham for the dead president. And when you realize what he said, he was like, yeah. Oh, that's a bar. You know what I mean? And then he goes, uh, <clears throat> Everything I record is over your head like a boom mic. Why, mm-hmm. would, why, why would you irrelevant fucks want to rebel against us? <clears throat> knowing your Smith and Wesson has never been clutched, knowing you've never been rushed uh, for the most ignorant ninjas invented, them ninjas that'll send you to the dentist to get a whole roll of elephant tusks, your teeth gone like you've been on some meth and some dust forever. I see you. My ninjas call me the enemy watcher. The minute we spot you, the semi-pop, we got you. I'm living... I'm, I'm living to conquer. Remember the mantra. I'm gripping the launcher like M and the doctor with no guilty conscience. I'm still shocking like dropping a boombox in bath water. More shocking than a pissed off Blanca. Like, ooh, yes. Yeah. Street Fighter bars. Yep. Uh, and then, you course, young kid, Street Fighter was a video game back in the day. <laughs> Street Fighter is still relevant. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. It just put out a. a a huge patch and announced uh street fighter 6 yep street fighter right. 6 to give a teaser yeah. for but they also released a street fighter anniversary collection on the switch uh, a couple years ago so it's got street fighter 2 uh hyper super and three third strike which i love to death um so you know they kids know what street fighter is okay yep 
uh, and then of course M goes last uh, and goes off. Yeah, he says, <laughs> no, "Fuck off." He said, "Now this will probably be the most illest shit that I've ever said." God bless, God bless the dead, and let Biggie, Biggie possess the pencil lead. <clears throat> they call me a sped and said that I messed, I messed up in the head because I said motherfuck school and instead went to special ed. Sipping Bacardi and lime, I start to recollect the time that I startled my mom and had her scared to death. Word the method man. She heard some Wu Tang coming from towards the patio. She was like, "What the heck was that?" She went to check on the noise and got inspect the deck then i jumped out with a sword and yelled protect your neck protect your neck now bow to the lord hold up no better yet kneel better yet go down on all fours and take a vow to always rejoice in the sound of my voice but you don't have a choice just a third of my will will overpower yours using about a fourth to create the amount of force it'll take to knock out a horse like a tranquil full of tylenol Enter the house of horrors with a thousand floors. Get a crown of thorns, but it won't fit around the horns. And I'm going to keep it a buck like a dollar store. I'm more than you bargained for. And I'm far more worse than a 40-some bar Lord Jamar verse. I was like, <laughs> man. Uh, and, and then. Does Lord know, Jamar even have a 40-some odd verse? No, I, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't um, think he does either. But, you know, he then he goes on. He says, nothing means more than respect. So when I curse, I can say I swore to protect my image. I have zero time to regard for I never was been claiming rap when it's not yours. If it was anyone's house, G-Rap and Rakim would be having you mop floors. Run DMC mm-hmm. would be having you cleaning sinks. Yeah, your group was off the chain, but you were the weakest link. Yep. <laughs> Rest of these youngins of mine, time to start throwing some shade. This time I'm shutting the blinds because when I'm looking at y'all, shit, it's no wonder why I need a visor because y'all are just suns in my eyes. <clears throat> mm. Born a cynic and more demented than an orphanage with a mortgage with a morgue up in it next door to an abortion clinic. God. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Newborn infant tortured and tormented with their foreheads dented when they drop because the floor cemented. Their corpse get ornamented. The corner with the storage being rented to store them in and the torsos of 40 women reported missing. Distorted, twisted. This isn't no storybook ending. This is only the beginning. So Lord, forgive me. I'm hearing voices. I can't ignore them anymore. They're winning. Yep. Uh, that's the Slim Shady alter ego talking to him Yep. Uh, and then the outro Eminem says and I don't think that I can stop it here it comes I do my best to block it red rum I've been sipping on like vodka heads numb I'm blacking out you better watch out it's bedlam yeah uh, so what'd you, what'd you think of this one Raj I, yes. I liked it overall uh, what I said yes or no yeah, it's it's good. I like it overall. Um, I mean, I I do like the slaughterhouse esque because you know Joe Budden's not there, even though he's garbage. But they're still not slaughterhouse without him. But no, I liked um, overall. I I liked. Um, I think 
I think that King, uh, King Crooked probably had the better verse out of the other members. Um, overall, Eminem's still better than all of them because he's just that good. But no, I liked it overall. I, I felt like it fit the style of the whole album. Yeah. What What about you, uh, Talon? I do. This is one of my favorite tracks on the album. Like, honestly, like, it's in my top two. Like, I really enjoy the the um the uh the chemistry between the four of them um and m goes the fuck off in the fourth first king crooked goes crazy in the second like i mean i I legit think this is one of the best songs on the record all right all right just let's go ahead and get this last one Sort yep. of like uh, I don't even know what it's out of the way. <laughs> Skit, so, I guess. So it, yeah, it's it, they. It's titled the outro. Uh, so the Alfred outro is sampled from the outro track, the hour of parting from Alfred Hitchcock's compilation album, Music to Be Murdered by. Uh, Hitchcock isn't. No, I'm not going through all that again. Uh, it is yeah, likely it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, they name a couple of different. No, they didn't even. Uh, so it is likely that Hitchcock's barrier-breaking film style influenced Eminem's decision to pay homage to the filmmaker. Given that Eminem has been known to do that, along with adding significant shock value to his lyrics, as Hitchcock did with his films. Uh, in the outro, it's just uh, Hitchcock saying, uh, this concludes our dance macabre. Portions of the proceedings were recorded. As for the rest of it, I'm very much afraid it was all in your mind. I don't intend to indulge in any post-mortem or post-mortem. If you haven't been murdered, I can only say better luck next time. If you have been, good night, wherever you are. Yeah. Uh, dark shit. <laughs> but, so, like I said earlier, um, overall, I do like this album a lot since recovery probably my favorite one from this from sobered eminem um really like it overall i think it's really good um probably want to listen to part side b probably start listening to it tomorrow just here and there to be ready for the next time we do it but i really like it um i definitely put it in his top five albums Yeah, I, uh, yeah, definitely a top five album. Um, it's a top five album for me as well. I gotta move, I gotta move Kamikaze down because of this, this, because of this record. Like, I, I, I failed to, uh, like, I guess failed is the wrong word. I, I I I didn't remember how good this record was until I went back and re-listened to it. And I was like, wow, this is freaking incredible. The whole album itself was just amazing. Yeah, and uh man, I can't wait till we record uh Music to be Murdered by Side B. because uh, there's some amazing tracks on there and I don't want to get off into it too far. Um yeah, we kind of press for time at the moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Uh, all right. Well, real quick before we get out of here, what was your what would you say your three favorite songs on the record were? Fuck. Uh, uh, I say "Unaccommodating," uh, Godzilla, and probably "Marsh" for me. 
like an, I, I like an accommodating. I like uh, those kind of nights. I like Godzilla, Darkness. Uh, Marsh is really good. Uh, I like Lock It Up featuring Anderson Park. Uh, no regrets. I will like all in all like the whole. There's not many songs I don't like. Right. For me, it's unaccommodating. Uh, those kind of nights, Godzilla, Darkness, Yaya, um, Marsh, Lock It Up, uh, No Regrets, and I Will. Like, I mean, yeah, like what you said. It was, if I had to pick a song that was, I guess, the weakest song on the record, maybe maybe i don't know maybe in too deep or maybe little engine maybe well but what do y'all think what what i'm i'm sorry i missed that oh did i, did I break out no 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 I, I i just missed it i was reading something oh i said what do you th- in your opinion what was the song that you didn't vibe like what not the worst song but like what song did you just not vibe with the most i guess would be the best way to put it uh go ahead raj i gotta think for a second raj you there yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh okay. okay. I was reading something else. It's my fault. I got <laughs> so a little distracted. You, you got caught up like I did. Yeah, I was just reading on. Something oh no, no, no! We're just recording a podcast. Oh, well, get your get your uh, reading in. Sure. I'm sorry that I like to read on some stuff. <laughs> yeah. How dare I have me and you know? How dare you be brain. intelligent, sir? How dare I stimulate my brain? Right. Ooh, uh, I just got a cold chill too. Uh, Isn't that weird? Right. Least, <laughs> least favorite song on the track. Least favorite song on the on the, on the uh, album. That one is least favorite one overall. Um, maybe a little engine to me. Uh, maybe I think that yeah, a little engine might be the yeah maybe. Uh, Little engine or maybe in too deep. Yeah, yeah. there's only two I can really think yeah. of overall. Yeah, me too. yeah, but I probably liked little engine. <clears throat> the I liked it the least, I guess. Not that I hate it, it's just, eh. <laughs> right. All right. Well, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into this uh, episode. We've gone. Oh, almost three hours just <laughs> uh, talking about uh, music to be murdered by. Um, but you know what, though? It's a great album, and we needed to talk about it. Uh, but it's getting close. We're running out of time, so let's go ahead and wrap this up real quick. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Anything you guys want to say before we bounce out of here tonight? As always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. Anything from you, Raj? Mm, no, not yet. Nothing cool. from me. <laughs> Shout out to our good friends and our sponsors. Shout out to Sean Thompson at Thompson Personal Training, Jerry and Jennifer at the Chronic Conversations Podcast, Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network, Ivan Montanez, twitch.tv slash Unleash Demon, all of our all of our good friends over at These Ninjas Podcast, and Sean Miller with Should I Watch That. We are close to 20, uh, where are we at now? 
23 are we at 23 yet or 24,000 oh, downloads overall, uh yeah where are we yeah. at right now let me double check right now yeah double check real quick because I, I don't want i don't want to give people misinformation 23.9 we're close guys get us at that twenty four thousand. you know share this everywhere you can uh yeah i mean we're gonna be dropping this obviously today and uh you know we uh we again we thank you guys we love you guys we appreciate you guys and uh next time right here on rap rewind we are going to be uh reviewing side b the of last music one? to be murdered by the last album by eminem uh, so he uh, just randomly dropped something out of nowhere yeah, yeah unless he just let's randomly dropped something out of nowhere right like he's been known to do for the past two out past three albums yeah um so yeah but We'll definitely be back in two weeks. Uh, next week on Battle Topics, we're going to be do, uh, going over the uh, the Double XL twenty twelve uh, freshman class. Should be fun. Uh, got a whole lot of cool names in there. But uh, but until next time, y'all, let's go ahead and uh, chip. Let's hit them with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel and subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos and check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. I'm Roger Sear. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.